0: Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by the Draft app. Prano, baseball is here, which means we can take on all the Dirtballs head-to-head in the snake draft on the Draft app.
1: Yeah. Just the other day, I was posting on Twitter. I'm, I was sitting in the Draft app just waiting for Dirtballs to challenge me. I'm sitting there right before like the 7 o'clock game started. I'm like, come at me, bros. Let's snake draft this up.
0: Well, today I did myself. I yeah. challenged. How are you and- doing so far? I, you know, I haven't looked tonight, but three dirt balls accepted, and I took them head-to-head. So, guys, you should join the fun because we have 162 games. It's a lot of games, Prano.
1: Yeah, it is. I already have some baseball strategies, uh, which I won't share with the dirt balls because I'd rather have their money. But uh, I'm excited. Get in there. Get in the Draft app. Download Draft. Challenge me.
0: And for a limited time only, all the dirt balls get a free entry into a real-money baseball draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use our promo code, which is DIRTY. That's right. Play real-money game for free just for using promo code DIRTY when you make your first deposit. So, Dirtballs, go ahead right now. Stop what you're doing. Search for the Draft app or go to Draft.com and enter our promo code DIRTY today. And look for us. us.
1: Dirty Sports is our name. So challenge us. (laughs)
2: Dirty Sports Podcast. I said welcome to welcome to
3: The Dirty Sports Podcast. With Andy and boot the Angel Welcome to welcome to The Dirty Sports Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Shack. In Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey No Chill Hello,
1: Andy. <laughs> I did do that one just for Tug. I did. I did do like my Hello Cleveland. <laughs> Good
0: have, morning, Cleveland. We have a special drop by guest. He's now making a frequent appearance on the show. The one and only Tug Coker.
3: Hello, Andy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're better at it than I am. I'm going to start doing an impression of you doing it. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's,
3: that's, how they all, that's how they all go.
0: Now, you were just saying uh, before we went live that you love how close you live. It makes it so easy to basically do a drive by into the smush Shack.
3: That's exactly right. I, I picked up some food at Whole Foods and I said, I'm going to come over and watch you guys do it live. And when I'm done with my food, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to pop on. I'm excited to talk about my experience at San Antonio. And then I'm gonna finish my food. I like that you're you're previewing what you're gonna do <laughs> yeah. on the show you're doing. <laughs> wow, give me yeah. the rundown yeah. of what's here's about a, to happen. It's a teaser. Yeah, um, so I drove over. No, now I, I'm sitting here. Well, we were talking about because because Maddie lives like so far away. I mean, and, uh, for people who don't know, L.A. It's like 12 miles. Not
0: that far. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. no, no. He he actually that's <laughs> He's like actually, 18
3: miles. Yeah. Yeah. Goldberg's actually like 22 miles. Really? Yeah. So that takes you like an hour and fifteen minutes to get over there. So yeah, you move out. You move out of Santa Monica, Venice. We'll never see each other again. But do
0: you think we're dramatic about it in L.A.? Do you guys think that, or just no? This is what it is. No,
1: of course we're not dramatic. Like if Maddie lived twenty-five miles away from you in Tennessee, you'd be there in fifteen minutes. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's bad. I just every time I do this, I feel like the Californians. You know the SNL sketch. Yeah, totally. Yeah, how do you get there? But you know what? That's what's <laughs> funny about that. They give me different routes all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I go over the mountain, sometimes through the valley, <laughs> sometimes through the 10, through downtown, whatever Whatever Google tells me. Not ways, fuck ways. Owned by Google.
3: It is? Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. I just want to give a quick shout out to the Dirt Balls for, um, for voting me second out of four guest hosts. Uh, in the in the, in the uh, guest host uh, dirt ball madness, and I gotta say, congrats I mean, to Yoshi. Congrats. I, yeah.
1: I gotta say, really, I I thought that was an unfair poll, and I'll tell you why. I think Yoshi does his best work as a guest, and not as a guest host. I really think people were sort of voting as Yoshi as as the guest, when in reality, you're. I think to me, you're that my top ranked guest host. Like when I think who's, who should fill in when I'm gone, I think Tug Coker.
3: You know, I really appreciate that. But the, but the reality is, and Joe, you played sports and he watched a lot of sports. <laughs> um, you know, you just got to take your lumps and say, I'm going to get better. You know, I just need to get better. So I'm going to come back every day, work hard, and uh, I'll be back next March. So on the way here
1: from Whole Foods, you (laughs) ran over a homeless guy. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's that's right. That's right. And he picked up some porn. (laughs) That's right. So he officially is going to match Yoshi. So, Tug, you went to the Final Four, or you went to the championship game.
3: I went to the championship game, yeah. I was looking at ways, uh, you know, as a lot of you know, I'm a Michigan fan. So you went
1: to the 3 of their games in to, of the tournament. That's right. I was uh, half both, of them.
3: Both games in the West Regional. Um and then I tried to make the the semifinal work couldn't happen but I flew out Monday morning went basically straight to the game. And I got to say like well, a couple of my buddies texted me, "Are you going to San Antonio?" San Antonio is like not the greatest city. And I I had a blast. I went to Atlanta 5 years ago, San Antonio this year. And San Antonio for the, for what it is, it's awesome. Like the the Elmo Dome is like walkable from downtown. Every the, the river walk is like tons of bars. On the river walk you could go to C V S and buy beers and just sit on the sidewalk. So everyone was like There's an open container open policy container, on, open, open on, container on Riverwalk. Oh on, yeah, that's right.
0: Or Smart te-
1: I guess probably Texas in general is probably like a Texas has an yeah. open
0: uh, container and open
3: gun container yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> that's basically their. So
3: I mean, you saw like you know, and the thing that's cool about the Final Four is it's like basically a congregation of like ev- so many college fans, guys from Kentucky who can get together with their friends every year. You know, all, a lot of the the loyal people stayed, and it was it was, it was it's basically a party. Uh, it was super fun. Did you have
1: tickets before they made the championship game?
3: No, no. But my cousin went, and he's friends with. Uh, a sports agency, and they and he uh, hooked me up if I came. So we stayed. Uh, he stayed for the weekend. I stayed Monday and watched the game. We had great seats, lower level, probably on the baseline, um, and it was really fun. I mean, you know, for the first, it was fun for the first 15 minutes. If you're a Michigan fan, and then um, and then uh, Dante Divincenzo took over.
1: Yeah, how was that in person? It
3: was it was unbelievable. Honestly, I don't. What was it like watching the game? What were the What were the announcers saying about Dante DiVincenzo? Because I've never seen anyone take over. I don't think I've ever seen anyone take over a game like that in person ever. I mean, whatever, really? whatever, whatever. I mean, he, he had what eighteen in the first half, eighteen in the first, thirty one total, but. 31 but out of the, 70. Yeah. It's like, you know, whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's half <laughs> of their points. Well, yeah. I've seen And, and the block. Like that huge
3: two-handed block. He the, going, that's unbelievable. Yeah. The, 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 the straight-up vertical two-handed. <laughs> the it was like a volleyball block. block.
0: That's, that was insane. Yeah, and the thing about that impressed me watching the game, it wasn't just threes. And I know Kenny Smith was talking about this at halftime. He's saying he is driving. He's spot-up shooting. He's both hands. He's getting his own shot. Yeah. You know, like, he's he's... Using it in all different ways to get his buckets, and I mean, I've seen him like he's a third leading scorer. You know, he was averaging about thirteen coming off the bench. But yeah, man, he—they're just—they're good. I know we talked about this today on the phone. Like, yeah. I mean, they're—they're they're one of the better teams, all around teams, in the last. I mean, you were disagreeing with me.
3: No, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was saying the, my my comparison was. And Joe will will bring in the NBA to, to to bring Joe back in, but yeah, like I was like no, uh,
1: I, I hope uh, DiVincenzo ends <laughs> up
3: with Dan Tony and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. but and like he's a future MVP. You look at these great teams that that all won by double digits uh, in their run. It's Michigan State 2000, uh, UNC in 09. And then this team, and there's two other teams. I can't remember which ones they are. Was it
0: four or five? Yeah, they were saying since ni- since you basically they always do it after UCLA's run. Yeah, the stats, and they were yeah. saying since 1975, I believe. Yeah, they were the only the fourth team to win every tournament game by double digits wins or my, double my digit thing points.
3: Was, my, my thing is, I love the Florida team. I'm not a Florida fan at all, but like Horford, yeah. You know Noah when he was, you know, he, he had a good run, yeah. Uh, you know, Corey Brewer is a serviceable pro. I mean, that's three pros. Yeah. Wasn't Lee on that team? Was he or was No, he was, he was 2000, 1999-2000. Yeah, he yeah. lost to Michigan State, actually. But, like, Michigan State was, like, Mateen Cleaves, good college player, never really panned down the pros. M- Mo-, Mo Peterson. And then Hansborough kind of led the 0-9 team. Right.
0: No, I, and, I get that. But you know, I'm saying I don't ju- know. just collegiately, like, just at that level, not when they went to the pros— you know, and I watch a fair amount. So do you. I mean, yeah. I can't think of a team. I mean, there are teams, but my point is they are literally one of the better teams of the last 20 years, 25 Definitely. years, because of just how they play. I mean, I got... Dude, they... Let me put it this way, to bring in my own team. They beat the shit out of Xavier twice. Yeah. Who also was the number one seed. I mean, dismantled them twice. Like, this Villanova team... They're gonna. I think some of those guys might be good in the pros. What do we think about Divincenzo? I mean, he's only a sophomore. He'll come back next
3: year. Redshirt sophomore, right? Like, is he? I think. Cause, yeah, because you know, they they showed the bucket that they hit against UNC, and he's in a suit, and he's the first guy on the floor. So he's, he was. Like, he's, so he's, he's what twenty now? Okay. So he's and we'll tie that in later. His age can, with some of these excellent tweets. We can. Tw- uh, yeah. well, let's
0: let's tie it in. <laughs> Why don't we tie it in now? <laughs>
3: Kind sure. very teasing. I, I did tease it. You uh, love teasing. I do. I'm a tease. But, I, you know, you guys saw some of the. He, he deleted his Twitter account. And I will say, I went to the Riverwalk after um, they won and sort of a, as a glutton for punishment. I watched the parade. They did a parade down the Riverwalk where they came on a boat. W- we're, the, we're the the team? The team. Wow. The team, yeah. we
0: Philly fans out there eating F- horse shit. Philly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and But, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of cool to be 20 years old and having. 1,000 people around the hotel being, Dave Vincenzo. I mean, so you imagine what this guy's been de- going you know, uh, on in his life uh, as a god in Delaware since he was yeah. 12 years old or something. Well, um,
0: Prano, we talked about it. We actually played hoops yesterday in Venice Beach. I want to hear more about this. I saw this, the Instagrams. Prano and I took on two 16-year-old white kids from yeah. Orange County. Demolished. Yeah. Crush them. Uh,
1: we played eleven. I was I was struggling. We beat them. It was like eleven five. Yeah, it was eleven to five. That's, that's a waxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I hadn't played. I haven't shot hoops in forever, and I'm just we have had no waves here. I haven't been surfing, so I was like I just need to get out and I hit up Ruther and I was like let's go shoot some hoops, and I just had to get out there. Like it was honestly like r- learning to walk again. Like that's how, that's how long it's been since I shot. I'm like, God, like I, my first 10 shots, I probably airballed five times, which you're also on Venice beach. So like, wind, yeah, depending yeah. on what side you're on, you either have like, you know, a 20 mile an hour wind behind you or 20 mile an hour wind in your face, or like if you're at the top of the key, you've got one that's like pushing it like that. That white man can't jump scene is like real, where he's, like, he's probably <laughs> kicking it yeah. eight inches to the left. Yeah. So it's always, it always kind of puts me in my place. When I go down there, because I'm like, fuck, I can't even hit the rim. But uh, finally found my shot a little bit, and then we, and then Ruther was like, let's play. Well, we played Thust instead of Horse. Amazing. And then, uh, well,
0: let me talk about that. <laughs> this is this is my thing with Venice Beach, and Freno knows this. Anybody who lives down here knows this. You can't just play by yourself or with a buddy. The amount of dudes that come up, yo man, catch on you, yo man, you? Like yesterday, we had. A, this is what we had yesterday. We had everything from random french guys yeah. to a just physically disabled guy i mean i felt bad for him so so yeah. he played
1: at one part uh, at one point like omarion joined us for like one shot like a pop star <laughs> from that's like from 1997 <laughs> came over like, and yeah, like a full <laughs> denim suit and he's like let me get one yo and, just one shot and he missed it by i mean 20 feet and his girl was like thank you for letting him embarrass
0: himself <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. It's like one giant world star video while you're trying to play. And what I love about Venice Beach is when you tell. You know what
1: it reminds me of shooting hoops uh, on Venice Beach? It reminds me of like what goes on behind a reporter when they're like out in public. It's just like people like, yo, (laughs) yo, let me get a shot. And you're like, we're doing something here. Do you mind?
0: But the best part is they get mad. They don't know how to react. Yeah. Joe and I are playing the game of Thust. And these, these French guys <laughs> had, come had a up. Th- we had a real game of Thust going. And he says, can we play? And I go, we're actually playing a game. And they give you this look like you just shot their kid. Reuther what?
1: Ruther is like the kind of guy who, like, he'll be like, no, you can't. And I'm just like, let him shoot around. Like, we're just shooting, too.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm kind of a dick.
1: But then it cleared out. And we played two teenage white kids.
3: Well, and, and when you guys play with each other, what's uh, how does the game shape up? Like, who who, who takes on what role? We don't really have a game plan. Just Pre-no. dominate. Just give the ball to Prano, right? Well, here's the deal. Let Prano eat. Yeah, That's what it is. Pretty much that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prano was eating yesterday.
0: Prano's Pre-no, post moves. Once he found his rhythm, he was working the kid down low. He's just a
1: lot, you know. Sixteen year old, like I. He was a tall kid, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he was. He was a tall kid, and he could play. Like he was, like he, he two hand, like grabbed the rim, like while he was like warming up, and uh, but like I have so transitioned. In the last few years, into like the old man, like you take a sixteen kid, sixteen year old kid down on the block, like a pump fake, he doesn't jump. Now he thinks like, oh, you're definitely shooting. So second pump fake, he jumps up and under, like yeah. a, a sixteen year old, yeah, like he's yeah. he's hopped up on monster energy, he's wearing bands, <laughs> like he's he's jumping at every single pump fake. It's just a matter of do I make the bunny that he gives me when he jumps?
0: You know what's interesting. Should we win or should we lose? That's what I was debating when I came home. You know they're sixteen. Like, should they beat us? Yes,
1: absolutely. That's what I thought. Yeah.
0: If oh. I was that kid, if I had been
1: him at sixteen, we would have gotten our asses. Kicked. I mean, we
0: worked them yeah. essentially.
1: Yeah, there would have been no. There would have been no chance. I'd have been like, this is a joke. These guys are already winded.
3: And think about that, guys. They're sixteen, and Dante Divincenzo had yeah. some tweets that are uh, were deleted uh monday night when he was 14 yeah
0: i think he was so, wasn't he 12 or something 12, 12. yeah that's we, the that's the <laughs>
1: that's the amazing thing about twitter now is like kids the, there are adults who had twitter when they were kids yeah, he yeah. was 14 like but, the, the 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 when people go on the twitter deep dive and they find old tweets of another like of somebody who's an adult that was also an adult that's one thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, you were racist as an adult, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But as a a fourteen year old, I can't imagine. I was saying that I tried to come up with like what what like a, a the epitome of a Joe Prano fourteen year old tweet would have been, and I probably I came up with. I want to eat a fruit roll-up out of Kelly Kapowski's butt. Like that's what <laughs> that's what I came up with. I tried to think of like what was I really into in like you know 1993. Yeah, fruit roll-ups, Kelly Kapowski's butt.
3: I mean, I, I was way more like I probably was, it was just sport. I mean, the things that you know you're going to read about Dante are incredible. And I, I'll say my thing was, why doesn't Villanova? Villanova should be scrubbing all these kids. Yeah, Villanova is a good Catholic. I mean, I think it's a good Catholic school. Maybe it's not. What is it? What, what is the? I don't you know anything about it. I mean, I know it's a I know it's a small Catholic school. Um, yeah, exactly. So I mean, Jay Wright should have his people being like, "Bro, you're you're representing us now. Can we? Yeah. Can we not? <laughs> can
1: I, we not? You know, it's so, funny. I was at, but uh, who's? The, I was at a comedy show on Monday, and uh, it, right after the game ended, I was actually there with your boy, uh, Michael Costa, yeah. who is was in L. A. for the week from. From New York, where he's on the Daily Show now, and he's a Michigan guy, mm-hmm. so he was all about Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "How about this DiVincenzo kid?" And I was like, "There are." I was like, "The game isn't even over, and they're already unleashing like tweets from ten
3: years so that, ago." So on. that's what happened because I, I was at the game as you yeah. all know. So like, as he was blowing up, stuff started to fly yeah, on social like media. That's crazy.
1: Fucking, like, get get your ass eats. Like, life changing. <laughs> he had one that was just like, "I'm gay."
0: Well, but, this yeah, this is the one that just went, I like it when girls lick my butthole. It's a life changing feeling.
1: I don't even know if he should have deleted that one.
0: Bro's getting his ass licked at fourteen. He should just get a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah.
1: Well, he was he was a stud basketball player in Delaware. Like good for him. Delaware's
3: crazy. Yeah. I mean, Dewey Rehobo like Beach. Like, if we had ran into
1: him on Venice Beach at 14, he would have dunked on Ruther <laughs> and then gotten his ass eaten by the girl who was like, yo, let my man get a shot.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, you see Red Duncan? Come over here, each eat your asshole. <laughs> but that's what's am- – well, I, a few things I find interesting here. Who's the asshole Who's like, who's the person who is searching his name and search words like lick? Butthole, you, but uh, because that's how you find these, yeah. right? That's how somebody discovers these.
1: Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know who. I don't know what that person looks like. How old they're? I do know that it's a frog in a hoodie is their avatar on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> a cartoon frog in a hoodie absolutely is their avatar on Twitter. Or Kobe Bryant, one or the other.
0: You know, we're laughing, but the sad thing is, he deleted his Twitter for things he wrote at fourteen. Yeah, and. That people were genuinely mad. The lack of perspective in this, like you were saying, Prano, what would you tweet at fourteen?
1: Also, some of these were rap lyrics. Yeah. That that he was tweeting. Can you imagine if I was just straight up tweeting two live crew lyrics in nineteen ninety three? Like, can you imagine right now if somebody went back in my Twitter and completely out of context, it was just talking about running trains on girls and like people would lose their fucking mind. It's like he's fourteen.
0: Well, you were saying, finish what you were saying about Costa. So I asked Costa because
1: I was because I was like, hey, you're on the Daily Show. Do when you get a show like that or when you're in the process of getting a show like that, I go, do they? Does somebody ask you to go through your Twitter and delete stuff? He's like, there's a firm that just you know i got a call i went in and they were like here's seven tweets you want to think about deleting and he was like sure whatever i want this job yeah, yeah. <laughs> Done. i was like there's a, i was like there's a firm whose job it is to just put your name into twitter and then just try to find shit uh,
3: yeah I, I, I'm, I'm i guess i'm surprised cuz i would never write the things he wrote at 14 i was way behind uh his sexual exploits but like they have been that's 6 years ago Six I mean, years it's ago. Six years ago. Six it's years crazy. ago. It's crazy. I think there's so many angles to take on this little but, story. You know, it's know, The,
1: the thing I always think about this with age, you know, like as you get older, you know the feeling that like every year seems to go by faster. But it actually does go by faster. Like as you get older, each year is a smaller percentage of your life. Yeah. So for him, for us, six years ago, I was 32. I it was Two years before I started doing this podcast. For him, that's a third of his life ago. He was a, a child and now he started high school, finished high school, f- played, you know, red shirt at Villanova, played, and now is the player of the
3: fucking tournament. And yeah. Like, it's a whole, he's a, this is a lifetime ago. It's not even the same person. And, and, and just to bring it back to basketball, do you guys think he could, your early thoughts as an NBA junkie?
1: Yeah, uh, early thoughts. And honestly, that's that was the game I get, Yeah. Like he certainly looks like MA. He's when I look at a guy like that, like it's always a combination of does their size translate and does their game translate? It's like a, a guy like Jimmer, I was like, he's not gonna be that yeah. and, and he was a, seven or something. Yeah. I mean and a guy like and a guy like JJ Redick, I was like, I don't know. And like it turned out JJ Reddick like it was kind of an I don't know. Like if he had gone to a shit team and not been used right, he could be Jimmer. Yeah. But you know, you look like I looked at a guy like Steph and I was like, This guy, like, this isn't a Jimmer situation. This is like a whole other level of shooter. I was like, I, I mean the Knicks had a seven pick that year. I was like, please get Steph Curry. Please get Steph Curry. But this kid, he's a sizable kid. Like he's not he wasn't just like a little shooter.
3: Yeah, he's six five. Yeah. Boards too, gets rebounds. I mean, do, do you like uh, do you like his chance? What about Brunson? Do you think you think Brunson has a shot? He has such an old man game. You're talking about you know, the reversion to old man game. He yeah. does. He's, already, he's already there.
0: I I don't know about Jalen Brunson. I mean, he's gonna gra- he's graduated now, so he might. He's already won two titles. Yeah, yeah. So he's only a junior. He's only a junior. That's crazy. He's, he's already graduating. He's oh, a wow. smart kid. So they're saying, you know, is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? You know, he's an All American, Player of the Year, and a lot of those different uh, awards.
3: I don't know if he translates. What's it, How big is he? He's not a big guy. What is he, six foot? I think. I don't think... I'm not sure. I think he's a little bit... They list him a little bigger than that. I'm not sure if he actually yeah. is. So, you remember his... Like, old- to me, six if, you're,
1: if you're a certain... Like, a, a certain size, like, you have to be a complete and total... Like, you have to be... A, like, Chris Paul... Like... He's like that's a that's a whole different level, yeah. Of like six foot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
3: he's well, Bridget- six foot, six one, six two. My comp for him is uh, was Andre Miller. That's, that's
1: like, exactly yeah, what I was gonna say. Yeah. In watching only a few games, yeah. I was like, uh, I could see him being an
3: Andre Miller, like a Mike Conley, yeah. like a. But Miller a was bigger, of, wasn't he? I mean, but Miller is bigger. Yeah. I think also he's probably you know Mark Jackson is also bigger. Yeah, and better passer, frankly. Um, but you know he's got some a little bit of NBA pedigree.
0: Well they're saying of Nova for sure next year, uh Bridges is a top ten pick. And he's gonna be a top yeah. ten pick. The, okay, they list Brunson at six
3: three. So he's probably six one. Yeah. Maybe five ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But so, you know, just to sum up the, the, the uh for, for the dirt balls who ever want to go to the final four, I would even even for Joe I'd recommend people going. Uh and i Arizona, you guys were there recently. It was last year. And I think I heard the best places to visit for the Final Four are Indianapolis, New Orleans, and San Antonio. Basically because they're little smaller towns. Yeah. And they're all, like, in the heart of downtown. Like, not only, like, Dallas, Phoenix, you're driving 15 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. This was, like, really fun because you really walk outside your hotel and someone's handing you a beer. And you're walking to the game. So uh,
0: were you recognized? Were people coming out to you like, oh my God, that's Tug Coker yeah. from the TC Minute. Yeah, they were. Oh my God, they that's were. Tug Coker yeah. from now.
3: We're talking. And it was it was embarrassing because I was right next to the Villanova bus, and no one wanted to talk to those guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, I bet. But you know, it, yeah, it was it was a big deal. I did see a few. I did see a few people out there. Tracy, Wolfs, Tracy Wolfson was out there working the floor. And some uh, of your co-stars, you mean? My co-stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah Some of my, my cohorts in the media world um but uh yeah uh, amazing experience i knew as soon as we got down like 6-8 that team was we, we'd run out of gas it was over did you have a pep uh, talk with uh mo wagner i thought he played pretty well at first
0: he did then he uh, just got tired they got said
1: ti- yeah yeah now i really that was the only i think full michigan game i watched of the tournament how about his nba potential
3: I don't, oh man, I'm, I don't. I'm. Uh, gosh, I don't know. To me, I don't know. I'm lukewarm how, on him. How, how
1: big is he? He's is he proper it's, like seven feet tall? I don't or? think so. Because then it's like in today's NBA, unless you're unless you're shooting threes, like you almost have no place in the NBA. Like, he, he
3: can hit threes. He has a step back three. But who's my man who who's really surprised me from Arizona who went to the Bulls? Yeah, last year. Yeah, Markkinen, or- Markkinen, yeah, Lori. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I had a good year. Like I, yeah. I, I was no, like, no yeah. way, and he really. But he's well. like,
1: but he's like almost. A swing man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Wagner's, Wagner's listed like, at six eleven.
3: He can yeah. shoot though. He can't, can't shoot. shoot, the shoot. Three. Yeah. But you know, I, I went to the final four five years ago and you know, the team had uh Trey Burke who's in the league, uh on the Knicks. Yeah. Um Hardaway uh is also on the Knicks. But you know the the, the hero of that, that, that run was Mitch the white, McGarry. The white right. guy Yeah, Mitch McGarry right. went to City. I thought City. McGarry
1: was gonna be like I th- a I thought he like when I watched him, I was like, He's
3: gonna be legit. I thought he was I mean he was a beast. I mean he was a little left, he's grabbing every board and then he just I think he got hurt a lot, and, and maybe there's some disciplinary things. Uh, but uh, so who knows? Hey, that's my that's the number one thing. I always come on and ask you how you pick your players, how you pick players. I'm just if you can figure that, that thing out, you're amazing. Well, yeah. that
0: isn't and isn't that the toughest job of any sport?
3: Yeah, I, th- I think it's unbelievable when people can, can get guessed right multiple times. That's why you see Belichick trading down all the time. I think <laughs> because I think like it's a- luck.
0: <laughs> I think there's very few who can identify talent. And I think he's one of them. I I think a lot of it's fucking luck. I really do. I
1: I also think, I mean, first of all, we're talking about... the system. Yeah, we're talking about two, like, completely apples and oranges situation: football and and basketball. But I think a lot of times in both of those sports, it's where you end up and what's the situation there, what's the system there, what are the other players around you. Like, Um, in the NBA, obviously, you're looking at guys the 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 top guys are the guys who are freak athletes that aren't like when they're in college it's like oh we haven't they haven't become what they're going to become and that's why we want them like we want a guy who's still growing as a basketball player and a lot of times in college basketball the guys who are the best players aren't necessarily the guys who are going to translate to the best pros like Shane Battier is a perfect example of a guy who's like a, a player of the year and at best, you know, a role player in the NBA. So th- basically define the three and
3: D yeah. kind of style. Yeah. Um him and Bruce Bowen. I mean, I'm yeah.
0: I want to bring this up before you leave, Tug. Because yeah. Joe, we didn't talk about this last episode because I think it is interesting. Syracuse, one of their top recruits, Darius Baisley, has decommitted. He's ranked number nine overall. Yep. To go to the G League,
1: yeah. I'm gonna get a Baisley jersey. Like this is this is my shit. This is like fuck the NCAA. Go to the G League.
0: But they only pay currently twenty six grand a year,
1: so I think. So he's taking a pay cut from the offer that he got from <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: Kentucky
0: from Sy- from Syracuse. Yeah.
3: Did but- he say why he was going to G League and not to like overseas? Is only um, you know who knows. But- well, he he doesn't say,
0: but. Uh, he said the G League will have the most to offer considering the development league for the NBA. I will get more out of it. Yeah, he did say actually. I'll get more <laughs> I will he didn't get say
1: specifically. He didn't
0: say specifically then I read the quote. I will get more out of this than going overseas. The G League is the closest thing to the NBA. Which And, is and he will true. make 26 grand next year. And uh, again, a top 10 recruit. This is the first time this has ever happened. I love
1: it. I love it. I think it needs to happen more. And you know why he probably, like, I hate to, I know everybody loves to fucking say I'm a slipper, but, like, LeBron James said this, like, three weeks ago. And now some college kid is like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, when the best player in the world goes, I'd like to see more people going to the G League, like, that's got to be a factor, right?
0: Yeah. And, you know, Silver has talked about raising the pay to six figures, Dude, if they raise the pay to six figures, yes. game changer. Dude's dude dudes will not be going to all these blue bloods at all. They're just going to go straight to the G League.
1: And then it's going to be an interesting change in like how does that affect the draft? How does that affect like I I mean, when he how does he end up in the G League? Like what how does they pick what team he's going on? And then like is he developing with that team, do they have any sort of ownership rights? Could like, they bring him up in the middle of next year? Like
0: baseball or, or hockey? because yeah.
1: there are they are a, they are a G League team for an NBA team. Sure. So
3: is the NBA the dawn in this situation? Like, do the, does the NCAA who who is the sun in this in the solar system? Like the NBA? Because then the the trust funds of these colleges would be like, listen, we'll give you a kickback. We need money, right? So, I mean, right? I mean, I feel like the NBA is the boss in the situation. Yeah. And the colleges have to work with them. To- they are. They are. The
0: NBA yeah. is going to be called, and, and Prano brings up a great yeah. point. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And then also how it plays out at the collegiate level. Because if suddenly you're losing, let's just toss a random number. Let's say one year, five of the top 20 players go to the G League. That is drastically going to affect college basketball not only the actual game how coaches recruit so and then how the NCAA will then react with in their own respect right how then they're going to do things moving forward
1: but see the thing is i think that this is this is the answer everybody's like well what do you do i'm like this is what you do because the guys who are able to go to the G League right now or go and play overseas right now they're ready to compete or maybe not, we'll find out. But they're they're the guys who think that they're ready to compete at a professional level. They're top whatever recruits. Those guys are just one and done in college basketball anyway. Yeah. And I truly believe that because I'm not a big college basketball guy because I don't like the quality of the game. There are other people who are like, but every game ends on a fucking one, a second shot. I'm like, cool. If you want to watch less quality basketball and it's exciting and any team can beat anybody, then go for it. I don't think it's going to affect how many people go to Villanova basketball games or how many people go to Syracuse basketball games. it's
3: already been done. Yeah. We've already, we, we had a window where we tried it. Yeah.
1: And like college basketball, yeah. I don't think suffers in like ratings and suffers in like... You know ticket sales, like I agree. the people at
3: Syracuse people are, are going, going to the Carrier Dome
1: for warmth. Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. fuck. Yeah, people. That's when you know. One thing I saw this weekend is like people just love the school. You yeah, know, if, if, as the game changes, they're still gonna love the school. It's true. Um. So and also, what was the last great one and done to like do damage? I mean, was it Kentucky? Kentucky, right? Yeah, 2012
0: when they won it all. Yeah, it was Kentucky.
3: And and it's true. I mean, look at Kentucky this year. They struggled all year. I mean, every every one and done guy this year was pretty much a, a bust this year. I mean, the guys the the high prospects
0: as far as their teams. Yeah, what they did. I mean, yeah, uh, Arizona bust. Kid from Oklahoma,
3: Kentucky bust. I mean, Trey I mean, Young, kid Duke. Kid from, they, I mean, they lost. Duke in the, the sweet the final eight. But they didn't yeah. make. They yeah, didn't, you know. And then um, it's true. And then um, my boy from Missouri who played like three games. Yeah. So. I agree. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm always fascinated by the, the the financials of it all. I mean, like, as a Michigan fan, like, you, you're
1: not – and that's a pretty big school. It has, a, you know, a great athletics program across the board. They've had guys go to the NBA. They had the Fab Five. But they also have years where they were competitive, where they didn't have guys who were necessarily – it's like you tell me, are you like, oh, this year we have some NBA guys. Like, I'm going to care – and next year we don't have uh well, no, next year it's like you're just like watching college basketball yeah, exactly. you're like watching
3: yeah. michigan basketball that's right that's what, i think that's what everybody else is going to do too i mean so but i'm 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 curious to see how much adam silver wants to start dominating people with leverage like uh the the gambling thing i think you know he's the most proactive with the gambling thing he's going to get a piece of that action you know he's going to start taking all the players. From he's the G been the League most and, proactive whatever. of all these guys. Yeah, I, I, so and I'm the, really excited to see what he does the next. I mean, I'm excited to see how the winds of change happen in the NBA over football and baseball the next few years because he's he's pretty.
1: Well, uh, and I've I've said in talking about the football, like I think everybody's on like the oh the ratings are going to drop because people are kneeling. I'm like that is such a short term look at it. Like we're going to lose people who are crazy. Military Patriots in the next two years. I go, look at the long view. What about what about the young black athlete who's like, so wait, if I train my whole life to make it to the NFL and I have an opinion people don't like, they can just blackball me from the league? I think I'm going to play basketball where the NBA is like aware of how their players are affecting society and having a voice and being like having like political stances and having like if I was a if I was like a freak athlete right now and I was in high school I'd be like fuck the NFL. I can't even go to the NFL and wear like a certain pair of socks or people are going to be like that's why you d- aren't on a team. Yeah. Cuz you wore socks that had a cartoon on it. Like fuck you.
0: Yeah, he he's right. Preno, especially with Today's age, with social media, he's right. You you can't have an opinion. I'm glad you brought the sock thing because it's so true. The, the NFL is run like military. They, that's the best comparison. It's run like the military. Everything has to be synchronized and matched and all that. Whereas the NBA, you know, it, it's more free-flowing and guys can have opinions.
1: I mean, Odell Beckham wears shoes for warm-ups that he wants to, like, show off. And then he wears different shoes for the game that are, like, league-approved. Meanwhile, in the NBA, LeBron plays on a team that is maroon, gold, and, like, blue. And they wear fucking orange sneakers. Because he's like, yeah, I'm LeBron James, and I'm going to sell a lot of these. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what—remember what happened with D'Angelo Williams? Remember when he wore Because his mom— had breast cancer and, and he and he wore pink out of the pink month, and he just kept getting fined. And it's and it's and then you know then then all the cheddar dicks online go well, then what if they show up in fucking Ronald you know Ronald McDonald shoes? Well then who cares? Yeah, are they playing? Are they competing? That's all that matters. Yeah, I don't give a shit what shoes they wear, what wristbands they wear. Who cares?
3: Is there a way for these these athletes? Because football, one of the advantages for these 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 freak athletes. It's the roster size. Yeah, the NBA is not very big. Right. So can we push them to baseball?
1: Yeah, I that, feel like, that, I feel, that'd I, be fantastic. I
3: feel like the the efficiency of or the inefficiency of that market should still be exploited by great athletes.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, I we neither of us are soccer fans. I don't know if you're a soccer guy. I'm
3: a, I'm a, a soccer
1: appreciator, but. You know, we've what said. What does that mean?
3: <laughs> like, I'll, I'll watch a big game. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I'm, I, I don't
1: follow the whole year, but like, we've we've sort of been the people that poo poo on the idea that like soccer's growing. Eventually, it's like uh, how long have we have you know, been saying since '94 when we got the World Cup? Like, U.S. soccer, blah, blah blah. But my thing is like, the NFL dropping the ball could be the thing that helps like a uh, soccer. It helps bring back a baseball, like. I mean, Odell Beckham was a, for example, was a soccer guy. Like you get these freak athletes, they could do anything like LeBron James will be the best tight end in football in six weeks. If he decides to retire from the NBA, like that's just these freak athletes. That's the way it is. So I think the NFL doing that, it, it could, it could spread everywhere. It could go to a million different things. That's a really good point. I just I i, just, I'm, I, mean, I think I, about this, just a big think about like the people go oh like the what happens to a tackle? Well, he's probably going to be a UFC fighter. You know, like that's a growing like. There's all kinds of sports where he goes I, in the in, I can fucking put monster energy on the back of my shorts. I could put fuck you on the back of my shorts.
0: And you know what the analogy is? The analogy is basically what we have in the entertainment world. Notice how everything. You with, with all the different streaming channels, with all the different podcasts, you can basically choose what you want and what you don't want, right? Exactly, and that's exactly you're right. What these guys are going to start doing.
1: The guy on the couch right here is a great example. Like in the modern entertainment world, too good looking for network. He's like, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to do my own thing. That's right. I'm going to go to streaming.
3: Yeah, you know? burn people's eyeballs.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's it's. I think Breno is making a great point and I do think that's what's gonna happen. It's it's kinda like now where people, you know, I, I went at ESPN tonight from some stupid fucking tweet data, but it's the same thing. People say, Oh, well, you do have options. Yeah. I don't watch ESPN ever unless it's the game. I don't watch SportsCenter. You know why? I have NBA TV. Yeah. I have the NFL network. I have MLB TV. I can watch all those different sports and the and the actual highlights.
1: And I look forward to – honestly, I look forward to the day that all the rah-rah patriots in this country are watching 400 slow white guys play in the NFL, and it's like the, it's like suddenly it's the 1960s again, and they're watching Dick buttkiss dominate the middle of the field.
3: Baseball money is guaranteed, right? he stands, right? yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the thing. If, if I think the barrier to entry is like, where, where can I fit in the marketplace where I can get rich for being athletic – I mean, I would start looking at at baseball. Well, the I basketball
0: just, contracts are pretty ridiculous. They are, but there's only there's yeah, only 15 exactly. positions. Like yeah. there's this
3: like there's there's more opportunity gotcha. in baseball for you to be like, yes, if you're great at basketball, I would go to basketball first. Yeah, but like if you're still great at, at something else, I would like look for a way to throw a fastball by someone.
1: But I think know? I think like y- y- you look at again. I think it's going to go. I think it's just going to be like everywhere. Yeah. Like look at. The Williams sisters. Look at Tiger Woods. Yeah, you want to be the greatest tennis player of all time? Like, be a, a, a super athletic black kid and pick up a tennis racket for three minutes. You know what I mean? Like, like the the Williams sisters. They're out, they're out there and they're like, what? Like, so this is what it was before we got here. It was like a bunch of like. Chicks having like a
0: tea party, Monica like, Sellis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like grunting I mean, I mean, think about it think about it. Monica Seles. remember how good she was she like, was to that guy stabbed her for <laughs> her
1: to hit for her to hit the ball half as hard as Serena Williams, she had to give so much effort, she was birthing a baby yeah. with every back it was just like,,
0: nah! <laughs> like you hit
1: the ball forty miles an hour.
3: <laughs> She used uh, two hands on both sides. I think she that's was her, just. That's yeah. a little I think the
0: reason Monica Celis made all those noises, she was just practicing when she actually got stabbed. The <laughs> yeah. noises she was gonna make.
3: That's the beauty of Dante Divincenzo <laughs> that he started this whole thing, yeah. and here we are ending with Monica Celis. It's a it's a wonderful world of sports. Well, you know what else is a wonderful world? Dirty sports. This is how we do it, Tug. I know. I, I appreciate it, and uh, this is my it's my time. That's my TC half hour. About,
0: I'm gonna go sit on the how other how side. What about
3: TC forty? Oh, no, wait a second. I'm gonna sit on the other side, but I just gotta bring something up. There's no Trevor. Like what's the deal? Let's be honest. Let's let's talk about that for a second because but this is news. This is news in the world.
0: Well, uh for those of you who don't follow us on social media, well, we announced this last episode, Trevor uh he got fired.
3: What? Yeah. Well I saw I I saw that. I thought that was like a, a you know. You guys are like pulling the April Fools thing. or something. Well,
0: No, and and people think we are, but uh no, he's not here. Obviously he's not here tonight and uh he got the axe, and then yesterday, I, I think, you know, I th- I'm I assuming he was under the influence of Brett Ernst. Like, like Ernst was probably egging him on. He went to Brett's podcast, and I didn't change the passwords yet, and he tweeted something out, and he instagram storyed and I ended up taking it all down, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's no longer with us.
1: And look, I don't, like, I, we talked about Trevor a lot last show, and- I like Trevor. I'm a Trevor fan, but what went down yesterday with like the Instagram storying and the like, I don't now. I now I I sort of feel like Trevor stabbed me in the back. And full disclosure, basically what happened, and I want to keep this brief because I think we should keep moving on with the show. And I don't like I agree. I don't want to do the whole intern drama. It's all right. But the basic gist of it was Trevor fucked up. Ruther hadn't been happy with Trevor's, you know, effort for a little while. Ruther wanted to fire Trevor. I kind of said, let me handle it. I think I'll handle it better. Like, you know, Trevor and I have a better relationship. You're sort of the bad cop. I'm the good cop. And honestly, just like full disclosure, I, I basically said to Trevor, lay low for a little bit, let the dust settle. Like let me let me handle Ruther. Let me smooth things out and then you're back in the fold and to you know to really seem like we were on the same page we came out and we said he was fired and whatever and ruther didn't know that and I, trevor and i had a conversation ruther and i had a different conversation but then yesterday when trevor's showing up like at other podcasts and like using our twitter and our instagram without our permission like then i was like well fuck like what ha- i thought we had a talk and so fuck you and so now i'm like I guess that handshake deal is over and I guess whenever Tug can be here
3: for Listen, the CC minute and yeah. some production help. I'm always happy to, to, to hit the to hit the, the ones and twos. <laughs> is that is that the language? You worked in radio? Well got speed Trevor. I uh, you know, had some great times with that dude. Um did you did you really? No, I didn't. <laughs> and I just I, never I, did. I do want to say I do want to say before we start moving
1: on that uh, I was I, I was caught off guard yesterday and was maybe a little angry and maybe shot shot a across uh, uh took a shot across the about yeah. Brett Ernst and I love Brett and Brett did nothing but pick up a guy that maybe he thought could help his team. Yeah. You know, so I love Brett. I meant nothing by any shade that I threw toward Brett. And if you want to follow them, you're, they're on, you're on the list. And, and, yeah, uh, we Trevor, love Brett. Brett's,
0: Brett's great. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to say, of course, anything bad about him. But, uh, yeah, good luck, good luck with Trevor. Have fun when he loses all your uh, audio. <laughs> anyway, that's all I'll say. Let's, let's bring things back to a good place. And you know what always puts me in a good place? Putting on some fresh Flag and Anthem gear.
1: I'm wearing Flag and Anthem shirt, jeans. Wait, no, my undershirt's not, but yeah, look at this. I'm full flag and anthemed out tonight.
0: I am rocking my flag and anthem jeans with my Zeke Walk shirt. We got get, we gotta get
1: Tug some flag and anthem stuff. He can pick up uh intern who shall not be Named's uh extra gear now
0: yeah that'll that'll be uh that'll be something he's gonna miss because I would hook him up with some flag and anthem gear and dirt balls you too can look just as fresh as us by going to flag and It's that easy. If you go to flag and you drop our promo code DIRTY, you get 25% off your first order. And again, if you've already used the code, they reset it. That was the old code. This new code is DIRTY. You get 25% off your entire order. That's a, that's a good discount, Prano.
1: Yeah. My new favorite flag and anthem gear for you dirtballs who are out there who maybe don't have. Tons of money laying around for a new wardrobe of jeans and flannels and whatever. Just their t shirts, like the simple pocket tee. Every time we get some Flag and Anthem stuff now, I get a couple pocket tees in there. It's just like, it's like just a great quality t shirt. Like, Tug's a t shirt and jeans guy. When you have yeah. a good t shirt, really nothing beats it.
0: Yeah. So go to flagandanthem.com again and drop promo code DIRTY at checkout for 25% off. Now, guys, this deal isn't going to go on forever, so take advantage of it now before it ends. Dirty, or uh, dirty, com promo code DIRTY. Doug, yeah, hold it down for another minute.
3: Look. Yeah, one more minute, then I'm going to turn the other side of the camera. I'm going to open up my Whole Foods uh, bar. What'd you, what'd you get from Whole Foods? I, you know, I, I look, I ate... It's very LA. I mean, it's very LA. White person of you. It is. It is. No lie. But I was in San Antonio and I ate so much barbecue, yeah. and cured meats in twenty four hours. I needed to, to eat something healthy. I, Remind I get myself it. Myself, I live in Santa Monica, so I went some kale, oh, salmon. Did you go to the which Whole Foods did you go to? The one by your house on Lincoln.
0: Yeah, it's chaos over there. Not, isn't not it?
3: tonight for whatever reason. It was a little foggy out, so I think people just decided to stay in. It wasn't bad. I was surprised.
1: I fucking love that that Whole Foods.
3: It's a good Whole Foods uh, because.
1: I, the, I, talent? I, but yeah, the talent, yeah, the yeah. talent, the talent. It's on Lincoln and Rose, yeah. and I used to call it Lincoln and Hoes. Like I would, <laughs> I would just go.
3: I would get dressed up. No, but, everyone does. Yeah, I mean, it's a pickup spot. It's crazy. And there's I, a wine bar in yeah, there. There's I mean, a wine bar. And my <laughs> yeah, my it's, move. It's, it's, it's I used pretty to live extravagant. In Lachlan
1: over on Sixth, and his was like walking distance there. Like if I didn't have shit to do, I would just get like put on you know nice pair of jeans, maybe a flag and anthem pocket tee, and I would go and I would. Get a basket, and I'd start you know on the left side where all like, the hot food and whatever it is, and I'd like, pick up a couple of kombuchas, some cheese, whatever. <laughs> that's that's and the then, magnet yeah. I turn I so, do, do a whole loop all the way around to the wine bar, put my basket down, have a drink. And then I'd walk it the other direction, putting everything I picked up back. (laughs) And just leaving with like some Gouda dip and just like one item. That's awesome. You know what? Like you've been here six hours and you've (laughs) unloaded
3: your fucking. Yeah. Yeah. We have a security footage of you. It's it's amazing. (laughs) I've
0: actually only been at Whole Foods, even though we live right by it, maybe four or five times. But you just gave me an idea. Here's what I should do I should act like I'm doing a petition for some bullshit liberal cause that all these Californians fucking love and I should pick up numbers from girls by a fake petition that's criminal that's uh, uh <laughs> it is?
1: that's a, it's a criminal don't kill prison. that dream yeah.
0: it is? who needs who needs Bumble It's cr- Tinder? that's criminal yeah. I can't do that?
1: I, I think I think pretending to be like a charitable organization is a crime that's, Yeah, why, it's why like that's like being like that's like Going to Whole Foods and be like, hey, can I put this thing here? It's collecting dollars for kids that have AIDS, and then just coming back and like getting that no, cup full of I'm money. I'm not getting and being money,
0: like, I'm just getting signatures. I, know, I love that Andy
1: just had an idea.
3: phone numbers, <laughs> getting
1: information, which is, <laughs> is
3: worth more than money. Andy has People an idea that. that a thousand psychopaths <laughs> yeah, have thought yeah. of before. Now are all in
1: jail. Yeah, no, but I'll tell you what, like, <laughs> I, I went through a similar th- Like, at one point, I was like, <laughs>
0: What is wrong with me?
1: <laughs> I would literally refer to it as Lincoln and Hose, and I was like, oh my God, I should. Start. I should start an Instagram called Lincoln and Hose. It's just like sneak shots of girls in like yoga pants. And then I was like, Oh wait, I'm talking about sneaking pictures of girls. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Oh wait, no, I can't walk around Whole Foods sneaking pictures of girls' asses.
0: You can't. Why can't you do that? Yeah. I actually, I actually legally think you can. Yeah, it's just creepy as fuck. Okay, you legally because once you're in public, you legally can. I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, until uh, some guy like, you catches you. Check you. It out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go eat my food. Okay. Uh, Thanks for having me on, as always. Can you
0: can you get a uh, a fake charitable organization going over there? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'll
3: start working on one right now.
0: Just think of one. Something with the environment meets PETA meets something anti-Trump, and then I'm in. Well,
3: speaking of charitable organizations, the one thing I'll say is, you know, I'm gonna sit over there and have a beverage and eat my food. And we should we should do that with like some dirt balls, maybe like a sort of like a make a wish for dirt balls, where they come and eat their dinner.
0: You've said this before. I, I know.
3: Think. I know, and I'm bringing it back around. I think people should sit. You should have like a, a, a rope where people come <laughs> and, and sit behind it and watch the performance. Well, you know, Eddie Ift used to charge people that wanted to
1: come. I think. I think we should just do that. Like we should just have a number that's like you can come watch. Eddie the show. charged
0: a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, for, Did someone pay? Oh yes. multiple people That's paid unbelievable yeah. for fans to sit in on this podcast. I, I think we
1: should have a more reasonable number for you just come, cash in hand, you pay it. You can sit at the counter here, drink some beers, chime in. You know, we'll put a mic nearby. You won't be a like, guest on the show. No, 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 I, don't, no. I don't know about the mic thing. Yeah.
0: they're just they're just watching. Do you think we could get people to actually do that? I don't know. Let's find out.
1: Slide into Ruther's DMs if you have a <laughs> if you have a price to pay.
3: Yeah, let me know. Guys, keep the keep the show strong. I feel like we've got a good one going. All right, Tug. We also, appreciate Tug, it. you owe us $20 for your appearance. Your yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Tug, so for I'm, the for the 50-minute TC minute. I know. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm looking,
3: at the, I'm looking at the rundown. You guys demand two hour plus podcasts. I'm looking at the rundown. I'm pretty excited.
0: Tug doesn't want to leave. No, I'm <laughs> out. I'm out. Tug doesn't want to leave. You sure about that, buddy?
1: Wow. See, I'm gonna tell you, we're just gonna take that mic we'll put it over here just in case Tug wants to chime <laughs> in. To...
2: All
0: right, well. Let me, uh, now I'm going to adjust the sound here. Tug was, I think you were one. (laughs) I'm on the ones and threes. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that. Anyway, okay. NFL, Prano, we got some good stuff to talk about.
1: What do we got going on in the NFL?
0: Well, first of all, the Rams just will not stop making moves. Yeah. Right? They... Sign I'm sorry, they traded for Brandon Cooks, yep, what do we think about this move?
1: uh well, they're going for it. He's certainly better, I think than most of their receivers uh, yeah they the Watkins left Watkins went to Kansas City, right? Is that where Watkins ended up, Kansas City correct, so they had to replace him.
0: We're, we're gonna need that phone turned off in the uh, peanut gallery tug. Thank you.
1: get a silent mode over there. <laughs> we need you on vibrate.
0: <laughs> you, your mic's already been turned off. <laughs>
1: um th- there was a lot of talk about them going for Odell. Yeah. But I think the the anybody that understands how uh salary caps work is like we're not paying uh Goff and Donald and Odell in the next few years. So they needed a wide receiver and I think that was a nice move for them and of course like in the end Belichick is definitely taking like their twenty third pick overall and drafting the next Tom Brady,
0: right? Like, do we think that for sure? I mean, I was reading into that.
1: No, I option. just uh, what I meant was like, oh, not that he got it so he could take a quarterback, which I I would be surprised if they didn't take a quarterback at some point in this draft. But my point is that he's going to use the twenty third overall pick that would normally be like not that valuable for somebody else and draft the next, like, great player that no one has ended Like, oh, that was the year Allen went one and Darnold went two and Rosen went four and Lamar Jackson went, you know, 12. And uh, Bill Belichick took the backup from Tennessee at 23 who had never started a game in college who now has seven Super
0: Bowls. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, he's going to do something with that that's going to make – Everybody furious.
0: Well, if I'm Jared Goff, to bring it back to the Rams, I mean, as a young quarterback, he's got some pieces, especially having, obviously, Gurley to offset the passing game. I mean, Cooks. people are forgetting. Cooks is like 24, 25. Yeah.
1: Look, they're going for it. Yeah. And they're smart as shit to go for it because – they had a great team last year. They have a young coach. They're still... Is it three years away? Or is it two... Like, what is this fucking stadium being built?
0: They have two more full seasons in the Coliseum. Yeah.
1: So, Joe Chabelli, our former, former intern, was, like, the embodiment of an L.A. fan who was like, well, maybe when they're good, people will care. And they're like, yeah, we know how you guys are in L.A., we're going to be good so that when we go to the new stadium, everybody has a fucking boner for season tickets. Because I almost think, like, sure, is a, would a Super Bowl be great? Is McVay trying to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. It's probably all that stuff. But I think they're mostly trying to be competitive for the new place. I agree. Than they are than they are yeah. trying to be. Because they can't pay everybody.
0: I agree. And, and we talked about this yesterday when we were playing basketball. And that's exactly what I was saying to you, too. I think that Cronky's smart enough to know that. And for the last two years, especially last year, every time the Rams played, they were the butt of all the jokes, right, yeah. on social media. Because they had a good team, they had a fun team, an explosive team, and you, the cameras would then pan to the Coliseum and it'd be a goddamn ghost town. Or it'd be, you know... Majority Eagles fans yeah. or Saints fans sure. or whoever they're playing, so I th- I think that hit home. So I think you're right. I think sure they want to win a Super Bowl, but they also want to say, "Hey, LA, we're here, we're good. Start coming out to the games." Yeah,
1: and mostly start buying. I don't know if they're doing PSLs or they but they you know they want to sell. The, that's where teams make their money. Yeah, they want to sell luxury suites. They want to sell VIP packages. They want the the Hollywood big names, the agencies, the yeah. fucking production companies, the 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 studios to buy into the Rams yeah. as LA's team and be like, we're fucking on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they want they want the next Avengers to fucking have a scene in the new
0: stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're right. I mean last year we went to the Saints game with Shabelli's family. Do you remember this? Do you remember the celebrities that they showed? Do you no, remember?
1: No, I, I I remember very little of that game, honestly. But okay, so you go to a Lakers game. Shout out to the Shabelli's free
0: tailgate party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say you, you you were getting roasted. So is it roasted or toasted?
1: To- certainly more than toasted. I didn't see Don Rickles there. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting roasted.
0: <laughs> You're getting roasted. Chabelle's mom was getting you left and right with zingers. No, but this is the... St- th- <laughs> I just By the way, she is pretty funny.
1: Yeah, she's hilarious. F- for the
0: record. You go to a Lakers game. Let's do a comparison. You go to a Lakers yeah. game. You see Jack Nicholson. You see Justin Timberlake. You see all the fucking stars. This is who they should...
1: <laughs> I like that that was the two you picked. You see Jack Nicholson. You see Justin Timberlake. <laughs> this Justin is- Timberlake. Worldwide known Lakers fan. <laughs>
0: This is who they showed when we went to that game last year. They showed drama from Entourage and Gary Busey. Yeah. That's who they showed during the game. Like, those were the stars of a first-place team. Right. So they're trying to change it. I actually, last night, went to the Rams website to look at season tickets. And? It's $100 you know, <laughs> to just get your place.
1: Yeah. It's $100 what? It's $100 just to what? Get your place in line? Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's $100 to get your place in line. And then I realized why would I get...
1: So you can't just like buy season tickets right now? No, you couldn't. What? Because there's what? A wait list or because they're not available yet?
0: I don't know. It's a good question.
1: Okay. Then I realized... Because I was under the impression that uh, with like two dozen players kneeling last season that like tickets are just like available. They're like, you want to sell them to 50? No one's coming to these games. Ratings are down. No one's watching.
0: You you won't let it die, will you? No,
1: I will never let anything die. No, no
0: you won't. That's my go-to move. Well, Joe, the reason I did not put down that $100 basically down payment was I realized, why would I do that when I can just go on SeatGeek to get tickets?
1: Go to a different section every game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Probably
1: for cheaper than it would cost you to buy season tickets. Yeah. You know why? Because somebody like you is going to buy season tickets, and then they're going to be like, meh. It's a nice day. I'm going to go to the beach. I don't want to see Rams, Cardinals. The Cardinals stink. Yeah. you're going to be like, I'd love to see
0: Rams, Cardinals at a discounted price. I'm going to go to SeatGeek. Exactly. And the Rams website, you can't see exactly the view of your seats. When I go on SeatGeek for any event, any concert, any sports event, you name it, you can see exactly the view, which is right one of our favorite things that we love about SeatGeek. So, Dirtballs, you too can take advantage of the great offer that we have with our friends at SeatGeek because all of you guys get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. We love when people send us tweets, Instagram pics, yes. any social media of themselves at a game from SeatGeek. And you know what? I'll, I'll do something here real quick. Okay. Anybody who sends us a picture in the next 10 days from this airing using SeatGeek, I'll send you a koozie. Wow. Yeah. I like it. So take advantage of that. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter our promo code DIRTY today. That's D-I-R-T-Y. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, Prano. I know you're going to have a lot to say about this RG3 RG3 signing by the Ravens. I
1: don't have a ton to say, honestly. Um, I don't, I don't mind it. I, I, I like it. Um, RG three. I was a, I was an RG three fan. He certainly was a talented quarterback. Uh, he's had injuries. He's certainly not coming in to be the guy that he was in Washington running around. Um, you know, the explosiveness that he had when he, when he first came into the league. Um, like a lot of quarterbacks, I think he we probably didn't get to see his his full level of talent right now because he was on the Browns that one year. He is the last quarterback to win a game for the Browns, by the way. I was
0: gonna say that so, was that's a great stat. Um,
1: like as a backup, do you know, you
0: know when that was? By the way, the, that that the was first game of last year. No, that was January of 2017. So it was. RG3 was not on a team last year. Right. It was the season before last. Right, 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 right.
1: Yeah. Because they won their game late.
0: Yeah. It was, like I, I believe, a, a week 15 or 16 yeah. game. So,
1: so I, I think it's fine signing yeah. him as a backup. Like, sure. Take, take a shot. I mean, the one, you know, and again, I don't have a problem with uh, when when teams like that, like, take a chance on a guy. Because you don't know what you're going to get from RG3. Uh, I have a problem when teams sign a guy like Brandon Whedon because you know what you're going to get and it's not good. Yeah. And, you know, the Kaepernick thing. I mean, even R- RG3 is a great example of an- – like, basically, anytime a-, a guy gets signed to be a backup, it's like e- everybody goes like – I'll I'll do the thing where I'll call out Brandon Whedon and be like, yeah, maybe it's the, the maybe it's the kneeling, but maybe it's also that he's washed. It's like I think we can all agree here that Colin Kaepernick isn't more "quote unquote" washed than RG three looked. So well, again, they of course they both didn't play last year, right? Right. So my point is that like anytime a guy like this like. For me, it's always an opportunity to throw a subtle jab at the NFL for Colin Kaepernick still being out of the league. Um, you know he'll never play again, right? I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, yeah. and and just like just like Johnny Manziel, and that disgusts me. And and Johnny Manziel will play again. Johnny, I, Manziel, Johnny somebody will give him a shot. I don't think so. It will, and the tweet I write will uh, be, get a million retweets uh, because that that one will be the one that's like really. The crackhead, like, really? The you, guy who literally said today, like, I'm not a big X's and O's guy. It's Like, ah, uh, that's football. Like, you're, you're <laughs> he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not a big uh, protect the football kind of guy. You know me,
0: Wacky Manziel. You think? See, I'm pretty convinced at this point that neither of them will ever play again.
1: I'm, I'm 95 percent certain that Colin Kaepernick will never play again because I don't think. Anybody has the balls to do it now that it's gone this long? Sure. I would love it if somebody did. I would like the guy, the owner who told his team like we are going to be the ones. Like the owners and the GMs and the league right now when it comes to Colin Kaepernick are on the wrong side of history. You're going to go down as being the people who be like, yeah, they're supposed to have different water fountains. That's just life. And you're on the wrong side of history, but I'd like to think that, you know, shit changes in the NFL and everything from year to year that somebody who's not a bigot maybe buys an NFL team. <laughs> you know, like be crazy, but maybe a not Texas oil billionaire gets a hold. Maybe a Mark Cuban type gets a hold of a football team and is like, "Uh, yeah, why would we not sign him? I'm going to sign Brandon Whedon. Uh, I watch Brandon Whedon play. He has five wins in his entire NFL career and his dog shit at playing quarterback. And for that reason, I'm
0: out. But and, why do you and think... fucking Shark Tank some Kaepernick. Why do you think Johnny Manziel? Because, you know, Manziel sat out last year. Yeah. I, I'm surprised RG3 because my thing is once you sit out a year, it's really hard to get back in.
1: But you know why it's not really hard? Because it's a hard position to play. And there are guys who are not qualified to do it mentally. Yeah. There are guys who are just... You're just not... like. It is tough to find 60 quarterbacks, you know, that are are of the right age and of the right physical makeup and have experience playing quarterback. Every team needs a quarterback and every team needs a backup. And the idea that an NFL team like the Texans, for example, are going, well, if Deshaun Watson stays healthy, we can contend. And if he doesn't, fuck our fans. Well, you're an asshole. And so the Ravens go, if Joe Flacco's healthy, great. And if he's not, let's take a shot. Let's have let's who knows? Maybe we catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe he's Mike Vick after the dog sentence. Maybe he's, you know, Kurt Warner after the fucking groceries. Maybe he's whoever. Like, let's take a shot. The idea that you're gonna pick up a guy who you know is gonna suck just to like like, people keep saying, like, a Bra- oh, Brandon Whedon's going to teach him the system. I don't want Brandon Whedon teaching my quarterback anything. Get out of here. What the- What are you teaching him? How yeah. to suck?
0: Like, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? I've never heard so much random Brandon Whedon shade in my life. <laughs>
1: like, Look, he's 35 years
0: old. He's not. I know, but he's not in the league, is he? Yes. He backs up
1: Deshaun Watson in Texas now.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yes. I forgot that he was that happened.
1: signed to back up Deshaun Watson. Last year,
0: I forgot. They, had, they had
1: fucking Savage. Tom Savage. And Watson, first of all, they started Savage because Bill O'Brien's a dope. And then Deshaun <laughs> Watson came in, turned the fucking thing, and then Savage came in, season's over. They are like, Texans fan, it's cool. Don't come. Savage is back in. We suck. Now you have Deshaun Watson, you're like, uh, if he goes out, just fucking don't come.
0: Wow. I mean, that is, that that's just, look, you just can't argue that. You just can't. You can't argue Brandon Whedon having a roster spot on any team in the National Football League. You just can't argue it. You just cannot argue it. This, this is where people... RG3, it's like, who knows? That's what I'm saying. And that's why
1: I don't have a problem, like... People should pick up Colin Kaepernick for the same reason they picked up RG3, except for the fact that he wasn't hurt, obviously. Which yeah. Is, and so, you know, the major part of his game, which is freak athleticism, isn't completely hampered by a, like multiple knee injuries. But I don't mind them going like, hey, we know RG3 can do it at this level. He did it at this level. Let's bring him in and hope for the best.
0: I just don't understand... I don't really have a lot to say about it, though. <laughs> I just don't understand how we still live in a world where people can't separate things. And and by that, I mean... I don't agree with certain people in Hollywood's politics a lot of times. But I can still enjoy their movie or their TV show yeah. or someone's music. I, I just don't get this. Why we have to...
1: Not... Shining is one of my favorite movies of all time. That dude raped multiple children. (laughs) Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not fucking buying tickets to his fan club or anything, but... Sure. It is what it is.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, I just... I don't understand how everyone gets so bent out of shape... And they can't separate these it's, – it's, it's a simple-minded human being. It really is. It's, it's a simple-minded human that you can't say, oh, maybe I don't agree with you on these things. But God, you can throw a football good. Yeah. Or you're a great singer. Who gives a shit? Just appreciate the good things that they do and do.
1: Look, this isn't Dirty Politics, which uh, apparently is now hosted by Trevor and Brent. <laughs> <Brett>. <laughs> uh, but um, – and, and look, I'm not trying to fucking – you know attack half of our audience or anything but the thing is is like there's a lot like a lot of athletes have a lot of opinions a lot of athletes have a a lot of uh lifestyles uh made a lot of decisions that I don't approve with uh, approve of whatsoever yeah the reason that people are like it it's it's a perfect storm situation Colin Kaepernick's opinion that people don't like is uh, directly in opposition with a simple-minded group of people like the like the people that that specifically would offend yeah are dumb people yeah there are people that are like flag equals military military equals USA and you're like what is this Is yeah. this like a fucking what am I like is this like a goddamn fireworks show at like a fucking VFW like the like Kneeling doesn't have anything to do with like him wanting soldiers dead. Like, and when you make, when you bridge those two points together, you're a fucking idiot. He wore pigs on his socks. So what? I call cops pigs all the fucking time. That's like, what the fuck are we talking
0: about? But uh, you know what? I agree with you, but I also, in a way, think it's not just the simple minded people. On, on different issues, not to get down this whole yeah. fucking rabbit hole, but, but look at. But my point is, look I, at the NFL. Look, just like watch an NFL game, yeah, yeah, and watch what happens
1: during commercial of an NFL game. They're not, they're not doing commercials for fucking. It's trucks, beer, Cialis, dick pills. Yeah, trucks, beer, dick pills. That's it. Yeah, they are going Sonic. for fucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going for fucking rednecks. Who eat fatty foods, who drink bud heavy, whose dicks don't work because they eat fatty foods and drink bud heavy. Yeah. Like, this is, yes. They're, it's a simple-minded fucking person's uh, ads, and, and those are the people that are offended. So, it is. It's dumb people. That's it. They're f- and, I mean, Donald Trump's our president. We have a lot of them. Like, this is, I don't, you know. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton was his opposition. So we got a fucking extra amount of dumb moves. But that's what I'm saying. People. Like
0: it, To me, it goes just on both sides, yeah. though. This,
1: this is why we need Tug still on the couch. I mean, what is he doing over there? He's eating a burrito? Like
0: I need Tug's opinions on this. Tug's just staring. Tug, Tug's just off in the distance. Turn my mic now, outside. <laughs> you, Turn me up. You, you, want, you want the mic on? Yeah, I, just want, I, just, I want to
3: be Trevor. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Don't ever say that. I back on. You're on. I just, want, I just want to be the Trevor role. It's open now, right? Can I, can yeah, I, can I audition on. for that? You're, you're on air. Oh, oh, the Trevor role? Yeah, I don't need to be on camera. I, mean, I just want to like I mean, chime look, in. Look,
0: here's why I look at it, dude. You, cr- you, you are a creator star of your own show. You're gonna be our intern to, not even intern. You're just gonna be the Baba Booey. It's just a
3: hobby. It's just a fun. <laughs> it's like you know crocheting or whatever, just to come in, hang out, chime in every now and again. Fun stat for you guys. Bring it back to sports, <laughs> Brandon. This is from Nick Mincio on Twitter. Brandon Cooks is nine months older than 2018 prospect Calvin Ridley, two months older than Mike Williams, six months younger than Michael Thomas, and 10 months younger than Josh Doxson. Wow. They're going for it.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's a. <laughs> I wanted like Tug's thoughts on like fucking the Kaepernick
3: thing. He's like, no. Brandon Cooks really young. <laughs> the Kaepernick thing—I I mean, you said it all. I thought that there's like that should be like a slow clap, personally, for <laughs> that rant because I, you know, the RG three thing sh- tells us that Kaepernick's never coming back. I mean, exactly. It's, it's so it's just like it's almost like now you're now you're trolling Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, but I think the Ravens are They're like uh, we we want a guy like you, but more
1: injured and isn't doesn't have an opinion.
3: And and the Ravens are one of the more. Like we want to get uh, from progressive Texas. like you. The, the Ravens are one of the more progressive franchises with yeah. um, bashati and yeah. Harbaugh they put a
0: statue of a guy who stabbed people outside their stadium. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> progressive. progressive. Yeah, so pretty I think pretty
0: progressive.
3: If if they're gonna go, th- if they're gonna get RG three. I think that close it does close the door in Kaepernick. Yeah, and it's thing. so funny because the the
1: Ravens doing it. Uh, it it always brings up like the, the people the straws that people like to grasp at where they were like, Well maybe you know, the the Ravens did look at Kaepernick and then his girlfriend called their owner a slave owner It's like okay, fucking Miko Grimes has told every owner in the league to suck her dick, and she's a woman. Like, what are we like? So now we're like worried about what dudes' girlfriends are saying. Like, what was our Aaron Hernandez? Aaron Hernandez's girlfriend was saying, "Help, he's a murderer." Like, when did we start listening to fucking players' girlfriends? OJ's girlfriend was like, "He's killing me." Like, suddenly we care about NFL football players' girlfriends' opinions. That's gonna stop them from getting signed or not
3: signed. It is crazy to think and I think you hit the nail on the head and I uh, that about who's buying the NFL because for whatever for the last the existence of the NFL it was if you can play, we're going to play you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done, we'll find a way to put you in a role. I mean role. to me, to
1: me that's what makes me so angry about it is that's what sports is supposed to be. Yeah. Like when you You know, we're all trying to be in the entertainment business, and we're sitting here doing a show in a fucking filthy studio apartment.
0: I vacuumed today. Give me some credit here, bro. And
1: Mike Nichols and fucking Diane Sawyer's daughter is doing it on ESPN. You don't get to the NFL because you're fucking, you know, Bo Jackson and... Jackie Joyner, Kersey's kid. Now, it would probably make you a fantastic athlete, but they don't just give you a role. In sports, if you can fucking do it, you play. You score, you start. You fucking achieve, you win. So the idea that a guy is going to be kept out of the league, not for committing a crime, not for breaking a league rule, not for breaking a team rule, for having an opinion in America pulls down the entire tentpole of sports as we know it. (laughs) If you can do it, you play.
0: That's it. That's the beauty of it. That's why kids fucking compete. Well, that's always been my thing, right? I don't care what you do off the field. Just perform. I don't care if Gronk is showing up drunk or Lawrence Taylor showing up fucking cracked out of his mind on cocaine. If you can go in there and perform, cool. I don't give a shit what your opinions are. I don't care what you know, who you have sex with off the field. Just perform. Because that's what you're paid to do. And, and, and you talk about, you know, in the entertainment business, it's the same way. I, You know what? Dude, whatever. Just be funny. Or just be a good singer. It's it's. We're judging these people. We need to judge them on their job. Because that's what you're judging someone at the end of the day, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. You're judging someone on their job, their performance. I mean, you cited R. Kelly the other day. Didn't you? In a tweet about, like, people still... Ge- I mean, go nuts for remix to ignition. Well, I it, mean, people still go crazy. It, for that it song. blows my it blows yeah.
0: my mind because there was you know there was there was a new BBC thing on basically R Kelly was training sex slaves. I mean, it's fucked up. It's demented. It's not a surprise though. But these same people, yes, they go on social media. Michael Jackson built
1: a children's theme park. Yes, I mean, he built a children's. He didn't theme even park hide it in his yard.
0: He didn't even hide it.
1: And it was like, you must be under this tall to ride this ride. Like, he was like, if you're 12, get the fuck out. Like, I ain't interested in 12 and above. Yeah. This is just the kids who are riding Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Like, that's all I want here.
0: And, And I know this episode's gotten kind of preachy, but it's important to me, and I think it's important to people who listen just open your fucking eyes and your ears and look at these things. You can't you can't sit there and fucking go off on some person and especially like an R. Kelly guy and then go dance to remix to ignition. I know I'm a hypocrite. He did awful things. I've seen the video of him peeing on a young girl. It's fucked I don't
1: up. Know, uh, yeah, I mean I don't know how I don't know the specifics of how old she was, but him peeing on her is not necessarily a
3: terrible thing. <laughs> you know, if she was <laughs> Willing, you know, as the uh, TC minute, um, I just want to send in, uh, a correction. Just a quick correction, as the stat boy of now, the the new Trevor, Rachel Nichols was actually uh, she married into that family. She's not the actual oh. daughter, so that's just a little nugget. There she married go. into into who? To Mike Nichols's family, okay. And she's and she and she's uh, she, she was super nice and supportive. Now we're talking. So um, <laughs> there's that. Oh, she is.
0: That's amazing. That's why. That's why you can't shit on her.
3: I literally... You know what I pulled out? So after?
1: she's Mike Nichols' son's... She's an in-law. Yeah. There you
0: go. I gotcha. Okay. Well, you know what? See, again, Tug, we can agree to disagree. This is what's so great about this country.
1: Angelina Jolie is John Voight's daughter, though, correct? That's correct. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. right?
0: <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, Tug's just going to hang out on the counter, yeah. and uh, we're going to move on to some baseball stuff. Great. And what do you got? Well, first thing I, w- I want to give my boy, and I hate doing this, I got to give my boy... Nostradamus a little credit. What did I call? Well, I mean, Judge and Stanton. Well, you, you I, get a K, you get a K, everybody gets a yeah, K. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But here's the thing I, it, I mean, I don't think, I don't, look, am I, do I, am I willing to toot my own horn when I make a great prediction? Of course I am. Um, but uh, predicting that uh, Judge and Stanton, who both struck out 200 times last year, are going to strike out a bunch this year. Not exactly a fucking... I didn't need a crystal ball for that one. Um, But I will say that the the thing about... The thing that's happening so far is exactly what I said would happen. Of course, they're going to strike out a lot. But my true prediction is they're going to strike out a lot. They're going to be fantastic. I predicted they're going to win the AL East. But my problem with that signing is come playoff time... You need pitching. Well, no well, come playoff time the pitching gets better. Suddenly sure. you're not facing the fourth starter or the fifth starter on any team. Pitchers are bringing their bre- their best stuff. Uh They
0: should also bring their best stuff. Yeah,
1: they're they're bringing they're bringing their best stuff. Uh managers are using their bullpen, you know, more strategically. Having two guys like that in the middle of your lineup when the pitching gets better. Yeah. That's when those strikeouts are going to kick them in the ass. And so that's my prediction. My prediction is, yes, they're both going to strike out 200 times this year. That's just what they're going to do. But come playoff time, it's going to be like, fuck. We, gotta, we have two potential rally killers in the middle of the lineup when guys like Verlander or Kershaw or Sindergaard or whoever, you're facing guys like that every day.
0: I wonder if Stanton – if there's and I know it's so early. I know it's very early. But I wonder if there's any part of him – that's thinking. Oh man, New York. I mean,
1: he got first of all. He hit two home runs in his first game, and then got booed. That's what I'm, that's Yankee what I was about State. to say. Yeah, Yankee fans are. I mean, that's what I was about yeah. to say.
0: You know, he hits two home runs his first game. He strikes out five times yesterday on, on Tuesday night. And the Yankees fans are already booing him if he's thinking, Jesus Christ, like I mean, look, they're not the worst fans in the
1: world. They didn't throw batteries on him or take his hat off and take a shit in it. You know, they're not Philly fans. Yeah. But that's just that it's that's like they are still fucking trash because they're that's like their thing. They're like, We're gonna boo you if you're not good. It's like he's already been good this year. Yeah he had a homer today. So he has three already. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I think that is a recipe for postseason disaster.
0: Well, Joe, John Croc revealed something actually during your game today, the Mets Phillies.
1: Which can we talk about that? Do you know the? Do you know the? Do you know the deal with today's Mets Phillies game? Go for it. It was a Facebook exclusive event.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: That I, that I just saying that I think gave me AIDS. I. Cannot believe that that's a thing. We are in the midst of Facebook admitting that they're like... They let people have all of our personal information. So much fucking nonsense. And the only place I could watch the Mets-Phillies game today was on Facebook. Why was that? I'm sure the fucking Facebook paid them a billion dollars for the year to air Wednesday fucking day games. Exclusively on Facebook. And you know what's crazy about that was... On the top corner, it says it's a live video, and it shows how many people are there. Like, it topped out at, like, 78,000 people. Like, that's got to be a low number for a baseball game, right? Even, like, a shitty Wednesday, April baseball game.
0: I would think they couldn't even get get 100,000 people to watch it.
1: No, at no point was it over, like, at no point was it 200,000. I can tell you that much.
0: Yeah, it's not good, especially with a, a big market team. Or I mean, they're both big market teams. Yeah.
1: And it was Crook and Cliff Floyd were the uh, broadcasters. Cliff Floyd, huh? Yeah, yeah. How was he? They were both good. Uh, what I liked is uh, they seemed to be paired together because Crook was a Philly and Cliff Floyd was a Met. Sure. So they didn't have, like, whatever. The one thing I really did like about it is they were both hitters. You know, they are both yeah. field players. It's- they were bonering out for Cindergard. They were just like, both of them were honestly like, Thank God I don't play anymore. Like, this is, like, what am I watching?
0: Is Floyd known for being more of a Met or an Expo? I think he's he's known for being more of a Met. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I saw the clip where basically, in a low-key way, John Crook admitted during rainouts, during his playing days, that he would watch porn, which yeah. I found very
1: interesting. Yeah. Well, he said he wasn't watching video of the other pitcher. That's for yeah. sure. And he was sort of insinuating that he was... Watching porn. Which,
0: which, by the way, means he never could have played for the Royals. Right. Because they have a no porn fucking tolerance policy going right. on over there in Kansas City.
1: And ne- and couldn't have played for the Expos or the Blue Jays because I heard they don't even allow porn in Canada. Really? I heard there's no porn in Canada.
0: Yeah, I yeah. heard that too.
1: They have a firewall stops it, all the porn.
0: It's just moose porn.
1: Yeah. It's just like girls drinking syrup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet somebody has that fetish though. I bet there's somebody out there right now as we record this who's masturbating to girls drinking syrup. Oh, I'm certain of it. People are weird, man. Yeah, Canadians. <laughs> I watched that dirty money documentary and you know, each episode is, is some Different scandal.
1: Rogan. Uh, I was listening to Rogan. and He's like, check no, out this. No, <laughs>
0: no, no. See, I, uh, no. There What's this
1: dirty money documentary?
0: It's a good documentary. So it's uh, where is it? Netflix. It's Netflix. So okay. each episode is a different company, a different country, right? And it's just all the corruption uh, and, behind the maple syrup. Uh, but that's one of them. Really? And, and, but but this is what I find so interesting is that I like this documentary because I think they're trying to say. Hey, everybody says America is so corrupt. Well, no, Volkswagen had an awful thing going on yeah. in Germany. They do it through the maple syrup thing in Canada. Like, they hit on all the countries. But the maple syrup thing, yeah, was, was crazy. Somebody stole like $100 million worth of maple syrup because they said basically the people who are running the maple syrup in in Quebec are basically like mobsters, how they handle it, so it had to be stolen. The whole thing, I'm like, am I watching this? But it's fascinating, all over maple syrup.
1: It was just like uh, a couple of firemen from a firehouse that were having an all-you-can-eat pancake <laughs> breakfast. I got the plan. Every year we lose money on this, real maple syrup.
0: Well, Joe, what's his name? Shohei? Is it Shohei Shohei?
1: Shohei, I don't know.
0: Shohei Otani? Sh-
1: yeah, it's probably sh- it's probably probably. Sh- Tug, do we got nothing? He's got nothing. Nothing around. on that? Sh- it's probably Shoei Otani, right? I think it's Shohi or Shohai. Either way. Anyway. I think everybody knows who we're talking about. He's uh, he's, he's Japanese. He's the two-way player on yeah. the on the Angels.
0: I think you should put on those headphones, Prano. Cause, oh, okay. Because he, uh, he hit his first home run, and I, I want to bring something back.
1: Well, he hit his second home run. He hit one yesterday. And then he hit one today. This is from yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he hit one
0: today off a of Kluber. Yeah. So this is uh this is yesterday and and one of my favorite things to do in dirty sports is listen to Japanese announcers. Right. Losing their goddamn mind. So this is uh last night here in Anaheim. So you
1: watched this and you listen to this already and you still don't know how to pronounce his
0: name? <laughs> Did they not do his first name in this? Wait until you hear this. This is why I love Japanese
2: announcers.
0: Oh. Home run, I get that.
2: Yeah. Oh, They're always laughing. They're always laughing. <laughs> they always laughing. They
1: always... Japanese announcers always remind me of uh, the scene in Karate Kid yeah. where Daniel-san comes home and he's drunk. It's like,
0: ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, you mean uh, when Mr. Miyagi comes home? Yeah, and he's drunk. That's actually a great analogy. You know? Yeah.
1: They're always kind of laughing and having like a little too much fun.
0: <laughs> Otani! <laughs> but they. Bunza, they- <laughs> Shohei. <laughs> Shohei! Shohei.
1: Now, and now I never know. Uh, it's like, you know, like Ichiro. It's Ichiro Suzuki, but he's got Ichiro on the back of his. You know, it's all reversed. So I don't know what his first or last name is, but Shohei Otani.
0: What I do know is I could listen to Japanese announcers all day long. Yeah. In fact, they should have an app. Why don't they have this? Why don't they have an app where you can watch any sporting event in Japanese?
1: Uh, I I believe they do. And uh, we worked for them for a little bit. And now I think they're doing like uh, bar crawls or something like that.
0: (laughs) Oh, Rabble? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because you find Japanese people doing it, you know? Ah,
0: yeah, that's right. We should just do it as Japanese. People. Hey, yeah, that would be my move. Yeah. That's all I would do though. Hey, that's that's a big karate yeah. kid. He's always hey.
1: I'd do like a hey, show. Hey, smile. show. <laughs> like it'd be a Lumineers yeah. reference for but, the a but, Japanese but, baseball player. But
0: do you notice like when they're doing it? It's like hold okay, well, wait. This is
1: that's. I feel like, you know, you, when, whenever you do a bit like this, Tug, you're always like, uh, they're going to find this uh, when I win the national championship game. And I'm going to be like, I was 14.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. That was actually perfect <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. Maybe we could bring Yoshi in on this.
1: Yeah, we should. We should have Yoshi and just translate. I feel like if Yoshi were here to translate that clip, they'd be like, home run. Otani. and you are like, what? Why was it? <laughs> Why did they yell for thirty straight seconds?
0: Yeah, there is always ye- yeah. the thing that I like about it is there is lots of yelling and lots of laughter.
1: Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the, the, that was his, he hit another home run today against Kluber. Like he's a legit two way major leaguer. I said I think Shohei Otani is Japanese for Steve Nebraska. I saw that, I saw which that. is the Brendan Fraser character in the Scout.
0: I saw that tweet. And I knew that had to have been you, yeah. considering now
1: I wanted to say it was uh Japanese for Steve Nablaska, but that would have been too I saved those jokes for when Yoshi's here.
0: I got gotcha. you. Uh, Steve Nablaska. So basically Otani is uh he goes both ways. He's bisexual.
1: Uh yeah, he's cis uh he's what, cisgendered. What, what is
0: the technical term in twenty eighteen? Cisgendered?
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's uh he's it's
0: binary. He's,
1: he's position fluid. That's what he is.
2: <laughs>
0: I think we have the title. He's
1: position fluid.
0: Shohei, is it Shohei? Shohei. Shohei Otani. Yeah. Is position fluid? He's
1: position fluid.
0: can you write that down by any chance? Sure. See, I mean, this is this is there, there's there's a pen over there.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, by the desk. He can use Thanks, pitchers' player. bathrooms. He can use position players' bathrooms. <laughs> he can use any bathroom he wants. Yeah. He can be in the bullpen. He can be in the clubhouse. Yeah. You know. Shohei Otani is position except, fluid. Except uh, if they ever play in North Carolina. And then he strictly has to be a pitcher.
0: <laughs> 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 ah, That's good stuff, Prano. That is good stuff. You know what else is good stuff? Winning money from dirt balls in the draft app.
1: I agree. I just did it the other day. I'll tell you what. Next draft I'm in, I'm going to take Otani.
0: I'm going to take Otani too.
1: That's it. He's going to be the Odell Beckham of the Dirty Sports Draft. Every day, for the rest of the Draft App year, we should have to take Otani in every draft where he's playing. I love it. I'm i love in,
0: lo- guys. You can challenge us in the Draft App. Whoa,
1: I just thought of something. How does that work if he's pitching and hitting simultaneously? I don't think he hits when he pitches though.
0: Well, in the American League, but what happens when they do interleague games? Oh, and boy. He's playing National League. Exciting. You double the points on draft. Yeah. So, Dirt Balls, challenge us. You can challenge us head-to-head. Joe and I love those snake drafts. That means you can challenge us head-to-head, basically. Every day that there's baseball, which is basically uh, the next six months. The drafts start as low as just $1. That's low. Really low. And for a limited time we're only all the Dirt Balls, that's you guys, get a free entry into Real Money Baseball when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code, which is DIRTY. So play for real money for free just by using promo code DIRTY when you make your first deposit. So search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and enter promo code DIRTY. And guys, we really want you to be using this because it's a fun way to get involved with the baseball season. A lot of you guys say, oh, you know, baseball bores me. Well, you know what's not going to bore you? When you have a challenge going on that night with us head-to-head with money on the line. So drop that promo code DIRTY on the Draft app today. Do we want to get some calls?
1: Yeah. Do we have any other do we have any other stuff to go over? I Feel like you had more on the uh more on the old rundown. How long have we been here?
0: We've been here about an hour and a half. Okay. We could do some calls. You want to do some calls? Sure. If we covered everything. I think we've got everything for the most I, part. I
1: had something I wanted to talk about, but it's it's slipping my mind now. So, we can go to calls. All right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, we need, you know what we need? We need some sort of like speaker system so that when you play calls, it just plays into the room.
0: How's that going to work? I don't know. I'm not a, I wish
1: we had a, like a tech savvy intern.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to these calls.
1: I'm looking at Tuggy. He's like, I have no idea, but if you need pronunciation help,
0: he's there. Let me know. Yo, what up, boys? Jose Bottles, Joey Bottles, down in San Diego. Just wanted to make sure you got my message. Sending you guys pizzas for the 420 episode. Sending nothing but love. Hope you guys smoke a shitload of weed, have a shitload of fun, and make Richie Williams laugh. And my work right now, loving the podcast. Thanks, guys. Hope you guys enjoy the pizzas. Send root to the money ASAP. Thanks, guys. Bye. I had to give him some love. Joey Bottles sent us fifty bucks. Yeah. Specifically for pizza for the 420 episode.
1: Which Ricky Williams will hopefully be here for and he'll be like, Oh, I don't need pizza. He's like, Yeah. He's like, I only eat kale exclusively. But thank you, Jose Bottles, Joey Bottles. He always comes to shows whenever I'm in San Diego. I was down there with Eddie recently and uh he, he came to the uh Madhouse Comedy Club. And he came up to me, and he's like, I got it. And I was like, what'd you get? And he's like, the worst STD you can get. He was quoting me from the show. He's like, I impregnated my wife. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. He was like, so let's have a shot. I was like, love it.
0: But his name in Spanish, it's Joey Bottle. He's Jose Botello. I know, that's what I'm he's saying. Joey Bottles. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing name. And I want to give a shout out to everybody who is part of our Patreon. Yes. Now that we're talking about dirtball donations. Uh, thanks to the, you guys who've donated for the Patreon. We still have that going. If you do want to contribute to the show... Yeah.
1: It's sti- Obviously, it didn't turn into a third episode a week, which, thank God, honestly.
0: But but with that Patreon money, in the past two months, we've pumped out f- 45 YouTube videos. We've gotten to do some fun trips for the show, which is content. And we have some more things in the way. So if you want to contribute, again, if you go to Patreon.com forward slash Dirty Sports, you can sign up. $1 a month, $2 a month, whatever you want. And uh, thank you to everyone. And you can
1: specify what kind of things you want your money to go to when you're in there. Right? Yeah. Like Joey Bottles was like, this is for pizza. Yeah. If you want a, If you want a monthly beer fund, pizza fund, whatever on there. Go to the uh, go to the Patreon and thank you to everybody who is already a patron, a
0: a patron. So we have some calls about the whole former intern thing.
1: I mean, I feel like we covered it. How many of them are we gonna do? Like, maybe we can take one or uh, like I'm gonna say, if you have, do you know what they're gonna say? Like, if you have one pro and one against, we can do that. Well, this
0: is a good one because this is this involves a question.
1: Okay. I don't, again, I don't want to do too much of this.
0: I agree, but you'll like this call. Okay.
3: Hey, boys, it's Adam, your Canadian dirtball up in Edmonton, Alberta. In light of Trevor getting way too high and losing two hours of goal footage, um, I want to know what your guys' best getting fired or getting someone fired story was. Stay dirty, boys.
0: See? I like that call. Yeah. So he wants to know our best story of getting fired. I got a couple good ones.
1: My, I think I've referenced this or talked about it on the show, but I'll I'll do it straight up, like from start to finish here, because it's easily my best fired story. I haven't gotten fired from a lot of jobs, but I was fired. My brother Mikey and I, we we were movers. We specifically moved antique furniture that was going to be. Uh, refinished. So like we would go get like a really expensive, uh, piece of furniture and we'd bring it on a truck. And then, uh, this guy would like, you know, redo your $10,000 armoire or whatever. So, uh, one night me and my brother went out and got hammered. And the next day we were s- so hung over that we were basically still drunk and the whole morning was shot like everything we moved we were like banging into walls and then uh we brought a piece back to where it gets done and we were backing it was like a huge piece it was, like a piano or something and it was on the back of a truck and i'm driving and we start pulling into the garage that that was under like the uh the refinishing studio and i was like Mikey i have to take a shit like I have to take a terrible shit. I was like, "Wait here," and I'll be. I was like, "Give me like three minutes." Like it's all on the way out. And the bathroom that was in the garage was just like a little concrete like corner room. And I went in there, and the I remember the lights wouldn't turn on, so I was diarying entirely in the dark. And, and then it's a great feeling. I heard what sounded like an explosion and the whole fucking building rocked and it turned out that Mikey started backing the truck up and <laughs> thought i was i thought i was out of the bathroom and was like am i good am i good am i good and slammed into the concrete wall that included the bathroom that i was shitting in And it rocked the whole building. I mean, he backed, like, a fucking huge moving truck into a wall, like, dead on, like, hard. So now I'm, like, panicking, and I try to get out of the bathroom, and I'm locked in the bathroom because the truck has been backed up, and it's blocking the door. Yeah. The guy who we worked for comes fucking running down the stairs, like, what the fuck? The whole fucking building just shook, and... Uh, my brother's like, I was backing up and I hit the wall and he's like, where is Joey? And he's like, he's taking a shit. And I was like, I'm yelling, like I'm stuck in the bathroom. (laughs) And the guy, like, I, I find like Mikey finally puts the truck in, pulls out. I get out of shitting. And he's just like, you're both fucking fired. Like, what the fuck? He's like, you're both drunk. And you just crash one of you crashed a truck like dead into the wall and trapped the other one who was having the beer shits in the bathroom, like you're both done, and we walked out of there and uh went straight back to the bar and had ourselves some some fired beers, some
0: great brother bonding right shit shan- some shampoo effect beers that's a great you know that's a great brother bonding, and story. and we
1: thought it was hilarious. We like couldn't stop laughing.
0: We're like, dude, you—we just got fired because you were shitting. That's pretty great. Classic Prano family story. How about yours? I think I've told this one too. Mine just involves me saying something extremely racist. My first job in L.A. was the Burke Williams Spa in West Hollywood mm-hmm. on Sunset. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. So Pretty I Pretty high-end spa. It is. In fact, even in my short time there, it, every day it was celebrities nonstop. Yeah. Every AC day. AC Green came in for
1: a massage. He left, and you're like, that dude smells like a horse. And you're like, oh, Jesus, you can't
0: <laughs> say that. <laughs> I mean, everybody. I remember every – dude, the metal celebrities we'd have, everybody from like uh Seth MacFarlane to Paula Abdul to the Wayans brother, which – the one who always plays gay in the movies, Sean, yeah. which makes me think I don't know. He, he was you know, there's a little questionable stuff going on there. Uh, you, what's his name? The comedian from uh, he's he's in Curb, um, Richard. Uh, what, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis, funniest guy ever. By the way. Anyway, celebrities all the time. So I am. This is important because I'm working the front desk. I'd wear a tie. i had to wear a tie. Yeah. I'm working the front desk. the front desk staff is all women? It's all women.
1: I just picked Ruther at the Burke Williams Spa in a clip-on tie.
0: It's all women, right? And these these Middle Eastern guys walk in one day. This is like, hey, Ruther, welcome to L.A., bro. You can't be saying this shit. These Middle Eastern guys walk in, and I and I say to my coworker, "If I hear something ticking, I'm running." <laughs> oh my god! This what? is this is 2007. Not that that matters. It's still blatantly racist. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I was like, what perspectives does that give us?
0: So she told she told my manager, like, what a fucking, what a bitch that, like, you're going to run back. A grown woman run, instead of just being like, hey, bro, that's fucking off. That's fucking. Well, out that's of line. a rule.
1: Hear something, say something,
0: right? So she fucking runs back to the manager. Like, two hours later, I get called to my manager and she's like, she, I'll never forget because what she said to me was, have you said anything offensive in the last few hours? And I'm thinking. You're like, every single word that came out of my <laughs>
1: mouth. I am Andy Ruther, original Frat Boys of Comedy. I, I was running my set by a couple people here, and I was talking about shitting out Taco Bell.
0: Yeah. And Seth McFarland's like, you will never make it in this business. <laughs> yeah. And I go, I, I don't know. I don't think so. And she's like. I think I might have called Seth McFarland a homo. Is that <laughs> offensive? She goes, well, whatever the girl's name was, came back and told me that you made an offensive joke about Middle Eastern people. And she's like, first of all, I am Persian. And that was the first time I was like, what's Persian? Like, you know, you're new to L.A. Because you just heard the term Iranian. I played Prince of Persia on Atari. (laughs) So she goes, you're going to leave today. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to leave today. And we're going to, no, no, I wasn't fired. We're going to assess this situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So I leave work that day. They take me off the schedule for the next week. They br-
1: you're like, if you're gonna uh, fire me, can you call me because I don't accept packages from Middle Eastern people? <laughs>
0: oh! <laughs> they bring me back in. They wait like a week. Two managers. Are, it, it's 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 the most L.A. thing ever. This this big conference. Like, well, we were discussing it. It's two women, of course, <laughs> and we just feel like. I don't know if you can work in the real world. We know you have this background in comedy. and We, we just, don't know if
2: you can.
1: Can you imagine getting told, we don't know if you can work in the real world. <laughs>
0: you might be able to work in the fantasy world. She's like, we don't know if you can separate this. And I and I remember I looked at her. I go, well, the reason I'm working at the spas, I just worked at a spa at the Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. And I was a teacher. At this point, I just start listing all these things that I've been doing since I started comedy. And she's like, yeah, well, I just don't know because... We just we've discussed it, and we're gonna have to let you. You're out. like,
1: wow, this has gotten serious. T- terror threat level red, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and I got the axe, and I was and I was fired, and I was I was a dick at the end, and I go I go. You know, it was one of those like ninety degree. Hot. Some
1: would say you were a dick from the beginning of this story, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me.
0: I I do remember when I got fired, I didn't even give a shit. I showed up wearing a Walt's Corn Roast t-shirt. That's when I got fired. What's Walt's Corn Roast? It's my dad's corn roast.
1: Oh, corn roast. Got it.
0: What do you think I said?
1: I thought you said Walt's Corn Roast. I, like, <laughs> uh, I was like, wow, Double down on the racism thing, did you? No, that'd be funny. He was like, I came back wearing corn roast. I was like,
0: I can't be racist. <laughs> I have corn roast. I'm trying to think of any other times I've been fired from something. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I've been... I got fired from a telemarketing job <laughs> in high school. It was really embarrassing because it was my brother's friend's dad's company. So, like, my family was so pissed. I basically was manipulating the system to get whatever it was, and I got caught. And my brother was so embarrassed. He was like, dude, that's my buddy's dad's company. You're manipulating a telemarketing system. Savage.
1: You want another call, Tug? Do you do you have any good firing stories? Because this is a no.
0: It doesn't. doesn't Ever been fired? No, I think so. It doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, I was trying to. I'm trying to think if I've been fired. Besides,
0: hey Trevor, you got any good firing stories? <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want one more call or no? Sure. Let's do one more. All right. Last call.
0: You out of here? See all right? You, Tug. Thanks, Tug. <laughs> much love, buddy. You don't have to take
1: your garbage. You can put it in the garbage. Yeah, yeah what are you doing, bro? <laughs> He's trying to leave with your napkins.
0: Hey, guys. Uh, this is uh, Preston from uh, Indiana, one of your Indiana Dirt um I was uh, just curious. I feel like just the Pacers are just so underappreciated and underrated, and I just feel like they're not getting as much love as they, c- they should be. Because they are not, they're way above where they were expected to be at the end of the season. So I was just curious as to think, as to say, um, see if you guys thought they could get past the first round, maybe even make a a run. I'm not saying they're gonna win, but I'm saying I think they can compete, and uh, they're just not getting nearly as much love as I would like for them to.
2: So uh, I'm curious to get your opinion on that. And uh, condoms are for Chris Collinsworth.
0: Hate listening to that guy. Yes. Whoa, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Layoff comments. I believe, are the Pacers four or five right now? They're a five seed right now. Yeah. Um,
1: I certainly think that they could beat a Sixers team should they draw them in the four or five matchup. Uh, I don't think Cleveland wants to play Indiana either. Although right now... The way the East has gotten mixed up, Cleveland would have Miami. I still think they'd prefer Miami to Indiana. Um, I also, I definitely think Cleveland would like Washington of all of those teams sure. that are down there. But uh, Indiana certainly a surprise team. Oladipo, an all star, everybody acting like you know Paul George is this fucking you know everybody wants Paul George. It's like, hey, they got rid of him and they got better and they'd certainly deserve credit for that with the right matchup you know if indiana draws a philly sure they could win i don't see indiana beating toronto boston cleveland i just don't i don't see them making that kind of run now could i see them um, giving somebody trouble in the second round yeah i could uh, but and and honestly I think that's going to be what I think those those series that one team can't win are is going to make the difference in the NBA playoffs. Like these matchups, like if if the Warriors draw the Thunder without Steph, like that series while I don't think the Thunder really have a great chance could be Difficult enough where that hurts them in the next round. Uh, so I see Indiana could could win around and could really cause m- mayhem for you know other teams. But like, how much do you want us like how how much do Pacers fans? And I appreciate it. That wasn't the like that wasn't the call. Like fuck you, talk about the Pacers. That was a, a respectful call. But like how much do you want us to talk about the five seed in the East? Yeah, like we're also not we're also not like bonering out over the the Washington Wizards, you know. Yeah. So, that's my that's my take. Certainly, you got to give them credit for certainly doing way more than people expected them to do.
0: Well, it's you know if you look at their roster, I'm looking at it now. They got they got six guys in double fig who average yeah. double figures. Yeah. And Stevenson's at nine point two points. So I mean, yeah. you almost have seven. It's just
1: good team basketball.
0: That's what it is.
1: But not enough star power. No. When it comes to playoff time. No.
0: Well, those are the calls. The hotline is 310 359 8365. I want to also say uh this will be dropped on the official four year anniversary of the denting. Really? Yes, sir.
1: Wow. How do, you, how do you feel, Andy? I feel good, man. I'm happy to be you're, live. Your 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 denting just graduated high school. <laughs> your college bound dent.
0: I'm debating. I, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be. I am though. All seriousness, I'm very happy to be alive. <laughs> I, I I'll spend some time. Uh, I'm happy
1: to be alive. I'm glad that Persian who came to the uh, spa didn't blow me up.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what though? I, I'm. We we talked about Divincenzo. I put all my shit out there. Yeah. So like, I don't have too many skeletons. Right. So it's like you know what you're gonna get with me. I've I've done some fucked up shit in the past. I've said some dumb things. Yeah.
1: Well, we said we said a million dumb things on this show. Yeah. But the point is, is like that's why I say, uh, you know, like with with DiVincenzo or whatever. It's like first of all, it's one thing when you're 14. It's another thing like completely in context. The way people just like try to grab things completely out of context and say like whatever. Like for example, like we just. If 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 anything were to ever happen, people could take that clip of me just like riffing on your story and be like, "Look at how fucking racist he is." It's like he started with a racist fucking Middle Eastern joke about when something he did when he was young and dumb, and then I jumped on board. But like, people love to just go like, "Oh, look what said one time." It's like what was said before that, what was said after that, what were they talking about? The way people just try to like, and also, who's out to fucking get all these people?
0: Well that's what I I've, I've said then on Dent report. I've said if you're if you wake up wanting to ruin someone's life or their livelihood you're a sick individual. Yeah. You just are. I've never wanted to I've never wanted to ruin someone's life. They they had to have done something to deserve that. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Like Carmelo Anthony ruined my basketball franchise. So, like, you know, I'd like to ruin his life. But, like, he hurt me first. You know what I mean? Exactly. He ran the goat out of town.
0: Well, guys, give us some love on iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell me something funny. <laughs> See, I had a dent moment. Four years going strong. Uh, yeah. iTunes Reviews, DirtySports.com, Andy Ruther, whatever what do you got going
1: uh joepano.com for all my shows updating it every day now uh, shout out to the dirt balls who hit me up on dm on twitter on instagram and are like hey dude i saw you that you're going to be here like i want to come what's the deal it's like go on uh joepano.com check out the shows uh, hit me up if you want more details. Hit me up if you want, you know, where, wherever I can do free tickets. I, I'd like to do free tickets wherever I can meet and greet people. I'm trying to meet and greet people. If you want me to come to your town, hit me up. I'm trying to get a, a lot of places this summer. So JoePrano.com for that. FXYourlife Your Life on Twitter. Uh, Joe Prano on Instagram. I've decided I'm going to get be a little more active on Instagram. I try not to. I've been trying to. But like, it's, But it's baseball season. So. Posts
0: or stories? All that
1: stuff. Yeah, stories mostly. But uh, I guess. I don't know. Um, because dirt balls, more and more dirt balls are hitting me up on Instagram. Me too. Which is weird to me. But whatever. So I, I'll put it out there. I'm Joe Prano on Instagram. Well,
0: because you know why. Why? Because... Well, first of all, more people have used Instagram than Snapchat now for a while. Oh,
1: fuck Snapchat.
0: I agree. I have not posted a snap in over a year.
1: I haven't opened that Snapchat since the fucking the first time I went after the uh the uh, the new update which everybody hated.
0: Yeah. Cuz I was like, I don't understand it. Well, you know, you know, you live right by the headquarters. Snapchat's leaving Venice. I know. They're cutting and running. But they're also They're downgrade. Dude, I think they're hurting. I wouldn't say hurting. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's, one of the Kardashians and Rihanna threw threw some shade and, like, bankrupted their company. Are you fucking with me? No, I'm not. One of the Kardashians tweeted it that Snapchat was garbage now, and they lost, like, a billion dollars the next day. And then Rihanna was like, everybody off Snapchat, and they lost, like, another
0: billion dollars. Wow. Talk about the power those women have. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, follow us on Instagram. If one of those girls could say my dick was great, that would really be
1: pretty. I was like, I need that Joe Prado dick. I'd like, yeah,
0: that's what's up. I think I'm going to put out a picture on Twitter and Instagram of my face after I got out of the hospital from the denting. Nice. I've never put that out on social media. You've seen it. Yeah, of course. It's disgusting. <laughs> Vanilla sky. My brother has that. Whenever I call my older brother Greg, that's what pops up on his phone. Cause it's the most fucked up looking, looking, I can't even smile. Yeah. Anyway, dirt Thank you for listening to the show. And uh, thanks to tug for dropping by. Right? Yeah, that was great. Great little TC 50 minute. Yeah. All right, dirt Enjoy your weekend. And most importantly, don't forget condoms are for pussies.